with your hosts, Matt Novak and Grant Hawker. Welcome in to the NFC preview episode. Uh, I'm your host, Matt Novak. With me, as always, is Grant Hawker. Let's get it. And on the third mic is Jamison DeFore. We're back. We will hear from our good buddy and contributor, uh, Mike, in just a few moments. But we uh, got a lot to hit, and we want to do it pretty quick. We just went through, in our last episode, a loaded, loaded AFC. We had a hard time, I think, really agreeing on a few key elements of some of the teams. Um, and I and we definitely have some differences of opinion on where things are at with the playoffs. Um, there is there's gonna be a lot of teams in the AFC with winning records, mm-hmm. which means that we're gonna have some not so winning teams on the NFC side. What? Yeah. There is some talent here. We're gonna hit some great teams today. Don't get me wrong. But that list of great is much smaller, maybe it, half yeah. the size. There, there might there's not a be lot less double-digit teams over here. Yeah, there's yeah. probably, you can count on one hand, probably. And, and the, the beautiful thing about all this is that um, I drew all the worst ones. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> not I just have... In, no, 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 not just in the, in the NFL. Just, no, no, not just in the NFC. In, in the, the NFL. NFL. Yeah, as yes, you guys you probably got. heard at this point, I did the AFC South, and what we're about to jump into, um, I have the NFC South also. Let's oh. go, Jameson. Um, so oh, the, the floor is yours, the, Jameson. The hat did me dirty. I got stuck with the two worst teams. just nails on a chalkboard yeah. trying to like dive into these teams? Yeah, if, you, if, if you're like, why are they punishing him, uh, and you missed the episode, we definitely drew out of Jameson's lucky hat. I, we drew um, out of a Rams drew the, you're, drew you're, the division you're, names. You're the, your Rams have failed you. And it wouldn't be the first time. Jameson got <laughs> yeah. the, the AFC and the NFC South. And so we're just letting him lead off because, well, we'll just get the worst yeah, of it out yeah, of the way. That's yeah, why. We, we want to get out of the way. All um, right, man. The floor is yours. NFC South. I call it Who Wants It. <laughs> I love that you gave him titles. I did. I, I definitely didn't. And I, then, that's real. We should have done that. Why didn't yeah. we talk about and it? I also had a had a quote that I like to associate with this one that I, I texted you okay. guys. This division is it's not about making it's okay. Here's here's the actual thing. It's making it out of the regular season, not making the playoffs. That's <laughs> yeah. that's who the division winner is this year. You're not making the playoffs. You're just getting out of the regular season because that's how it works. Um, but first, we're going to start about. Um, I'm going to follow the same thing, bottom up. So last year's fourth place, we're going to start with the Falcons. Um, this is actually a unique division because last year, um, the bottom three teams all finished seven and 10. Um, so fourth place, seven and 10 uh, were the Falcons last year. But uh, this year, some key ads that they had, obviously, uh, first round draft pick, Bijan Robinson. They also got Bud Dupree, Calais Campbell, Jeff Okuda. And um, I wanted to note this. They did get Taylor Heineke. And I put that in there only because, again, I like to reinforce some of the backup quarterback situations. They're obviously going with Desmond Ritter this year. Mariota is gone, uh, probably for better. Um, and having some some decent backup play is always good, especially when you're already a bad team to begin with. Uh, and then the key departure, I just put Marcus Mariota, even though not really worth noting at this point. Um, if you guys watched that Netflix uh, quarterback thing, he had a... a you know a bit about that in there. I, I did. I did watch that, and let me just say, Marcus Mariota is still a really good dude. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That was brutal. I, I I was rooting for him not only in the show, but I was rooting for him last season when they had kind of that little bump. Yeah. When they were 
floating around there. I was like, oh, Marcus Mariota, a little renaissance here. Obviously, didn't end up being the case there. Um, but I, I think with this team, it's pretty straightforward uh, as far as strengths go. This team has a clear identity. Um, I, when I was doing my research uh, for this part here, I saw somebody kind of label them as artistic smash mouth, which I thought was an interesting way of putting it. That's the most random description of an NFL team I've probably ever... Artistic smash... Well, I think it's because as we get into it, um, they uh, it all comes down to the running game and their running yeah. scheme. Uh, they were third in rushing last year. They ran for 2,718 yards. Only behind yards. the only behind the Ravens, who only had three more yards than them in second place, and the Bears, who basically only ran last year, who had yep. uh, ran for a little over 3,000 yards, and they just added Bijan Robinson to the mix. Um, they did have um, a bad defense. Um, they were 30th in DVOA, and they got, um, got better in a middling offense, which they were 13th in DVOA. Got an upgrade, question mark, at quarterback. I'm, I'm going to consider Ritter as, a, as an upgrade at quarterback at this point. Um, over Marriott from that's last probably year. Fair. Um, and like I said, added um, B. John Robinson to the run game. Um, and they also have a pretty solid special teams too, which I, I think uh, always comes into play here. Um, and, and it really just uh, comes down to that running game. Uh, you know, is, is coach Arthur going to be able to now scheme up something a little bit better with uh, a pretty healthy running attack there? Um, they still have uh, Cordero Patterson there. They still have Tyler Aljair there. They still now also have Bijan Robinson uh, and they, you know, let's not totally sleep on Pitts, even though he hasn't been a big fantasy producer. He was still one of the best tight ends in the game, at least in the receiving game. Um, and, and they got Drake London there. So they, they have some weapons, um, but man, the, the weakness, um, if they crash and burn it, to me, it does start with that quarterback play. Uh, I think he just has a lot to prove. I think Heineke raises the floor in that quarterback room. Uh, just by having some experience, but I, I even don't think playoff experience. Yeah. And, and you know, he's nice, but let's, let's not pretend that he's walking in there and is making a difference of that team in any way. If he ever has to play, um, it, it's hard to talk about that team outside of that. I know there are a lot of people that have uh, the Falcons kind of as a sleeper in, in some regards. And I think their offense will be fun. Um, if the, the quarterback play is at least average, um, but they need to win on the road. Uh, that was another stat I wanted to note here. Uh, they were six and three at home, but they were one and seven on the road last year in 2022. Um, and, and again, they were 20th overall in DVOA. They had the 13th offensive DVOA, but 30th defensive DVOA. So they really have to lock up things defensively on that side of the ball. Um, I, I do think they still have that um, sneaky dark horse in them. And by sneaky dark horse, I mean, they might win like seven games, seven, eight games. Um, so, you know, kind of on the outside looking in. Uh, Be not, competitive in yeah, some of these not, games. Not like yeah. last year's Jaguars where, um, you know, they're an actual dark horse and they end up, you know, making some noise there. Uh, but to go seven and ten last season and to just seemingly have more consistent quarterback play, even more uh, power in the run game. Like I do think B. John Robinson is going to come in and can easily add one win to what they had last year. Um, and obviously, again, the, this is a bad division, so they're going to be playing a lot of other bad teams. Um, I, I think they have a chance to, to steal a few games here and there. Um, this is also a team that's going to have a favorable schedule this year. Uh, only three of their games this year are against 2022 playoff teams from last year, uh, and two of them 
are against the Bucks. Last year, the Bucks were surprisingly a playoff team. Um, mm-hmm. Two of those games of the three playoff teams that they have to play this year uh, are against the Bucks. The Jags being the other. Um, and, and like I said, the and the uh, the AFC podcast they drew the NFC South. Uh, we have the um, the AFC South this year drawn, obviously on this side of things here. So um, that's you know the two worst divisions in football playing <laughs> playing each other. Um, you're going to have a lot of bad teams beating up on each other. Um, plenty of winnable games if they can execute, but I, I just don't see them really making any waves here. I think, um, I, I don't know what their over under is this year. Um, but I, I think they probably are still looking at, um, a ceiling of seven or eight games, um, is kind of what I would put them at this year here. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't disagree. I think it'll be really interesting to see what Ritter is. And I, I think clearly for most teams, and especially this one, that's your difference maker. Can you improve enough in the passing game to be relevant in some of those competitive games? Um, you know, could this team win in a bad division um, nine games? Absolutely. Uh, they could. Mm-hmm. It, but it's all dependent on Ritter and does he take the step? So, uh, yeah. Man. Arthur Smith really seems to believe in him. Also, Arthur Smith, golden interview, by the way. Uh, just watching yeah. that guy in front of a camera is yeah. Yeah. And it, and super it's his, awesome. It's his scheme that those people are labeling as artistic's mastermouth, which I guess I can yeah. see, you know, lot, lots of movement, lots of motion, some creative run design. Uh, I do, before I let you go, Grant, here, one thing I did want to note as we're talking about records is they were 7-10 and 10 last year. They have a pretty favorable schedule this year. Last season, they lost... Actually, I'm going to ask you guys, how many games do you think that the Falcons lost by one score last year? I'm going to say all 10 of them. It's something crazy. No, I think I think they got hit in the mouth a couple times. Um, out of 10, seven? They lost eight games by one score. Dang. Wow. Including, including four games by three points or less. Wow. And so, uh, again, I don't think... beat the 49ers last year. Bijan Robinson yeah. can make a difference and, in some and, of and those. And so that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, when you, when you have a schedule this year where, obviously, teams on their schedule this year are going to be, you know, they might not be playoff teams from last year, but they might be better. But when you have a pretty favorable schedule this year and you already somehow were 7-10 and 10 last year losing eight games very competitively and you make upgrades at the running back position... Um, you make an upgrade ideally in theory at the quarterback position um, and then maybe shoring up some stuff on the defensive side of the ball. Like you would think that you can at least add another win or two just based off that alone. Um, it it really comes down to what's your quarterback situation going to look like yeah. to me though, as we get into that. So yeah, yeah no. I, I think a ceiling of like eight wins and I feel like they're, they're happy with that. Um, yeah, in all honesty, I, I, there's not a whole lot to be excited about in the NFC this year. Um, so I think you want to see what you got in Desmond Ritter. You want to let Bijan cook. I, obviously, he's going in a lot of first rounds this year in fantasy. Um, so, I, you know, sneaky, sneaky dark horse, but in the sense that like they're a real dark horse, not like we think they're going to be good. So I'm going to call them a dark yeah, horse. We, we don't know what their quarterback is. So yeah. it's, that's a real dark horse. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Grant? Win wise? Mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say eight. I'm gonna say they just get one more. I think um, this team is good. They're better, um, but I also just think that they still are missing some crucial pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, that that would that would take them into the top to being a winning team. Um, I think you need another year with Arthur Smith to see what he can do. 
He's still pretty up in the air on him. I, at least I am. I'm pretty up in the air on him. Like, showed some good things. Some stuff also, like, I think they're just really limited in their quarterback play. Again, it really is about Desmond Ritter. Mm-hmm. Like, if he is what Arthur Smith is saying, that it seems like they got their guy, then great. Like, but I just haven't seen him to even be like, no, they're dumb. He's bad. Like, we've just never really seen him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think they're excited for uh, what Ritter can do. But again, you just, I can't believe it till I see it. Um, cool. Next one on the list, as I'm sure you guys can guess, third place, seven and 10. That was the New Orleans Saints last year. Uh, obviously, some key ads to the team this year. First and foremost being Derek Carr um, coming in there, having hopefully, uh, again, a, a an upgraded quarterback. Um, to me, Derek Carr is still one of those guys who's very middle of the road, but sometimes that's really all you need. Um, they did add Jamal Williams there as well, um, which I wanted to note because the key departure that I kind of wanted to cover, quote unquote, is really only for a few weeks, but it's Alan Kamara. He's obviously yeah. not going to be. He's suspended for the first three weeks of the season here. Uh, so Jamal Williams coming in there, stepping well, it's a up, fight, right? He got in a fight. He assaulted some dude at a bar or something. Yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it was more fight. I think it was more of like a. I, I think he beat somebody up. He didn't yeah. get in a fight with somebody. Well, I mean, him, him dude, and his goons. professional a physical athlete. altercation occurred. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and some man was gravely injured. Yeah. Uh, th- this is a team that undeniably got a quarterback upgrade. I, I think. Um, yeah. Even yeah. if Derek Carr isn't like an elite quarterback anymore, he's fine. He'll throw um, it to the correct team the majority of the time. Yes. And, it, and it's better than what they were running last year. It, exactly. Um, and I, I think the biggest strength of this team is, is really just the Saints defense. Um, as much as I have a rivalry against the Saints for many reasons, uh, both for you know friendship purposes and Rams purposes, um, <laughs> knocking that, that was definitely not a pass interference right in the nfc championship oh, game a few years ago sure oh, that was clean sure yeah that was clean, clean. um very much so Rams yeah. fan. um everybody took a vote to to me the biggest strength for this team still is their defense uh despite the aging cam jordan he's obviously earned every dollar uh with that team there um i, I will rely on the saints being a top 10 defense until i see otherwise uh 2016 was yep. the last time they've been lower than the eighth uh eighth rated defense and defensive dvoa mm-hmm. so um a history of being good i know that they're yeah. aging obviously tyron matthew isn't uh what what he used to be cam jordan isn't what he used to be um but they still produce and that's kind of the name of their game um another strength which we had talked about and i wanted to note it here is less to do with their team and more to do with the schedule and who they're set to face this season uh, from a quarterback's perspective. So here are the quarterbacks. This is the full list of quarterbacks the Saints are set to face this season. Ryan Tannehill, Bryce Young, Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield, Mac Jones, C.J. Stroud, Trevor Lawrence, Anthony Richardson, Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, Ritter, Goff, Daniel Jones, and Matt Stafford. Those that's are quarterback gauntlet right there. That, that's a quarterback gauntlet right there. Um, and good by that, I mean, there's yeah. maybe like four good quarterbacks in there that they're actually going to face this season that I so, counted nine wins just just off that. of just off of quarterbacks. Just off quarterbacks. I counted nine wins. Yeah. And so that's not great. That's not. a. And when you have a defense like you do, despite the age, I mean, uh, again, this comes down to simple mathematics. You might not be the best team in the world. 
You might have some issues here and there. You might get absolutely smoked in the playoffs if you make it, but you might just win games. You, I mean, in the, in a division, you just got to be the best of four. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's why my quote is, you're not making it into the playoffs. You're getting out of the regular yeah, season. That's fair. And so you have that there. But to me, the biggest weaknesses for them come down to coaching. I think Dennis Allen, um, for my money, is one of the five worst head coaches in the sport, period. nothing impressive. Uh, I, he was not good in his first coaching stints back in the day. He's not good now. Um, but I generally trust their defense. Um, my other big question marks is, I, you know, Kamara is kind of spotty these days with some of his production. He'll have big boom days. He'll disappear or get suspended or get injured. Um, I am forever fading Michael Slantboy Thomas until the day he retires. I think he's absolutely washed and he just won't play football. I don't think for more than uh, a few weeks for the rest of his career. No, he just likes paychecks. He does. And for some reason, still gets them. I, I, it's sign, beyond me. You sign big contract, you get lots of money. That's how that works. It, that's true. Um, and obviously, you know, Derek Carr, love him or hate him, does not have a history of winning where it matters. Uh, yes, I know it was the Raiders, and there's only so much you can do sometimes, but uh, aside, basically up until he broke his leg there, um, th- there hasn't really been anything to write home about. Um, they also have sneakily bad special teams after having a pretty sh- top shelf unit. Um, since 2019, uh, this is in DVOA, they were third, then fifth, then 16th, then 25th last year in special teams, um, which, uh, again, when we're talking about coming down to the wire, potentially in some of these games, can, can be a big deal. Um, overall, I think it's an understatement for me to say that I'm not excited about this team, even though I have some personal bias in that there. Uh, but I must begrudgingly admit that I, they do have a decent shot of making the playoffs through their division and a weak NFC in general. Um, in addition to their favorable schedule and those quarterback uh, matchups, if Atlanta is my sneaky dark horse, I think the Saints are my fool's gold. They might win, get to the playoffs, and then get absolutely exposed. So I think they're fool's gold. But Is I it think, even really exposed if we already know they're bad? Well, some people are going to talk themselves into, wow, the Saints... The, the Saints won 10 games That's this fair. year. Every, and, every year that happens with a team know, or two. And... and and I'm just not by I think it's I think it's been fool's gold with them. And I think people getting hype over it. Just you need to relax. But, yeah. uh, you know, I can see them squeezing out nine games. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me in this division, number one team, you know, in not good division. So I agree. I agree. somebody like, you know, somebody has to win. Somebody's got to win it. And I think it's them. Or uh, collect it. I and I think you're the, the point you touched on about it being the defense that's going to do it is absolutely right. I I think that offense is going to be mediocre and for the most part boring. Uh, can't, though, in my opinion, um, you can't downplay in any way, shape, or form. Not that anybody's trying to. Jamal Williams. Uh, Touchdown that's, machine. That's 17 touchdowns mm-hmm. and 1,000 yards. He broke Barry Sanders' record. For the most touchdowns as for Detroit Lions, yeah, like in a season, not like yeah. total, but I mean that dude, that's something. And he is great locker room. He's fun. Um, you know, Kamara needs to be in more of a share, uh, mm. and he clearly is not a goal line guy. That 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 they were trying to do way too much with him last year, just because he was like the dude, yeah, on that team. Um, and they had to get real creative with Taysom Hill, um, as you do. But yeah, dude, I I totally get this. Nine wins. Yeah. And, and again, let's 
put some uh, put some respect on Chris Olave. Didn't necessarily mention him in this, but I think he will be um, he will be the real wide receiver number one, even if Michael Thomas is on the field and will be like the spiritual wide receiver one. They still have some decent weapons. They have a sneakily good tight end room, not necessarily because Jimmy Graham is back, but they have a sneakily good tight end room. I think um, so. They'll 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 put up some points. They'll score, but I think that defense kind of helps carry them. Um, and yeah, we're looking at a at a measly nine and eight that'll get you to the playoffs, um, yeah. which takes me to the next team, which it is a team that I wish would be a little bit more for what. I'm thinking they're going to be, and that's going to be the Panthers. Uh, they were seven and ten last year. Surprisingly, like I almost kind of forgot they were seven and ten last year, which for them was good enough for second place in that division. Um, key ads for them, um, obviously, goes without saying. Bryce Young, number one overall pick for them. Uh, they also added DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, Hayden Hurst, Miles Sanders, Von Bell, and then obviously head coach Frank Reich is there as well. Um, they did lose DJ Moore uh, in that trade, um, but I, I think bringing those guys in, it's kind of a clear thing. Hey, um, you know, we have a new head coach for you. We obviously have a young rookie uh, quarterback who there's a lot of talk about his size and what's going to happen in the league for him. Um, so I, it, it seems that they're taking this surround with, uh, you know, veteran players approach. Um, whether that's going to pay off or not, we'll see. I, I do think that that's probably the biggest strength for them is surrounding him with some veteran skill players. You know, obviously Adam Thielen isn't what he was a handful of years ago, um, but he's going to be a reliable target. I think Hayden Hurst is a decent target as well. Miles Sanders in the backfield, decent guy. Um, the <laughs> Basically, the biggest thing that you can do is, is just kind of hope and pray that the number one pick pays off. And the new coaching staff brings positive change to this team. The offensive line uh, improved last year, even though it's still kind of middling. Uh, their defense uh, is fine. Uh, but to me, it really comes down to Bryce Young's size as a weakness. Some of their depth as a weakness. And uh, again, to me, probably a, lot, a roster that is maybe the least explosive in all of football. At least one of the least explosive rosters in football. Um, I, I'm not super excited with the weapons that they have around them, even if they might be reliable. I just don't think that they're um, elevating Bryce Young's game where he maybe needs to. And I don't think that Bryce Young, as is right now in his rookie season, is a floor raising quarterback. Um, so that's a little bit of concern for me. Um, this was, uh, even though they were a team who was seven and 10 last year, uh, they were 28th overall uh, in DVOA. So I'm keeping my expectations low for the Panthers. Uh, we'll obviously be watching the number one pick closely. Uh, and I, I personally am in the boat for a lot of these guys where I refuse to overact, overreact one way or another. If Bryce Young has a terrible season this year, look what's around him. I'm not expecting much. If he explodes this year, then great. But I'm not going to all of a sudden say that he's the, you know, the best thing in, in the world. Um, so I, I just really kind of tampering my expectations for them. I think um, that maybe you know having Thielen and Miles Sanders and some of these guys just again to alleviate some pressure it maybe makes his life at least just a little bit easier and sometimes that's all you can ask for as a rookie just make it through the season get that experience uh hopefully make some moves in next season to add some weapons around the guy um but i i just can't see this team winning more than 6 games yeah i'm right there 6 6 and 11 makes a lot of sense bad roster 
like Adam Thielen, uh, if he scores six or more touchdowns, that's a good season for him with this roster. And uh, just rooting for Bryce. I hope he has a good year. I don't. I mean, six wins isn't a good year statistically, and or for a quarterback. But like, I, that, that's the name of yeah. the when you're the number one overall pick. That's kind of the name of the game. You're I'll, not going to a good team. On no, purpose. I hope he hits <laughs> 3,500 yards. Um, and I'd love to see him. 24 touchdowns. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I if you were telling me the over under was at 22, um, I'd be tempted on the over. Um, you know, and that's kind of where where we're hopeful. I mean, you'd like to think that he could hit an average of 1.5 ish a game mm-hmm. uh, in terms of touchdowns, and I think that's that's realistic. I think I think that's realistic. It's 1.5 per game. Uh, he'll probably also run for four, five, uh, just because of his youthfulness. I don't think that's going to be a huge part of his game in the long no, run. But no. yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Six six wins for this team. About right. If he can stay upright for most of the season and just get the reps, that's really what I'm looking for. Um, I, but I just don't have much expectation out of that. So. Totally agree. Yeah, man, I'm with you guys in the same boat here. I think Panthers. I think they have probably one of the brighter futures in this division. Um, I think that they're going to have the money here soon uh, to do make some moves that they want to do in the next you know couple of years. Obviously, when you have the number one pick, obviously your future can look bright when you have someone like Bryce Young who really. Seems to be a dude who can adapt to an NFL offense. Ran a, ran one that was comparable in college. Um, so I think they're an exciting team to watch. Obviously, yeah, as Jameson said, number one overall pick. You're going to be watching this team. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go six. I think they're ceiling. They may be able to get seven just because um, this division just sucks. So mate, yeah. so and like, like we said, they're they're playing the AFC South this year. So. Yeah, like the, yeah, six yeah. of those games. I wouldn't be surprised if they went four and two in the division for some reason. Just because, sure. Just because of that division, and yeah. then right there, they only have to get three more. What what other garbage team do we have left in this division? Oh, it's, this one is like we have the Buccaneers left. Okay. Oh, what a fall from grace, man! Dude, Two years ago, they were this, looked like world beaters. Man, this was another painful one just to even think about. Three years ago, they were. <laughs> they, they literally were. Um, yeah. Last year, they were eight and nine. Which in this division was good enough for first place. Second, second team in NFL history to make it to the playoffs with a losing. Who was the first? Who was the first? My Seattle, Seattle Seahawks, Seahawks, baby. 2011. 2010. 10, 11. 10, 10, 11. 10, it was the 10-11 season. The seven yeah. to nine year. Yeah. Yep. Beat um, the Saints, by the way, baby. Hey. Greatest I'm, run in football you, history. You already know I'm always fading the Saints. 49ers missed the playoffs at six and ten by one game. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> this is a crazy the stat. NFC West, huh? Let's, um, <laughs> this isn't man trying to write key ads for this team. <laughs> I was like Baker Mayfield. <laughs> uh, they, but hold they, up, that dude also like in the preseason looked pretty good. Uh, Again, pre-season. I'm gonna say it the second time today. <laughs> we made that joke last episode. I understand. Okay. I just say they have who knows ba- though. They, they added Baker Mayfield. Yeah, okay. added him. Whoa. Um, um, as You're a welcome, Rams Levi. guy, I, I, do, I, I must say they did add Woo. Greg Gaines, interior <laughs> defensive lineman. I do like Greg Gaines. He was nice for us, so good for them. Um, but the key departures, the GOAT. Bye-bye. Thomas Edward Please Brady. don't come back. <laughs> He's gone. Ever. Uh, Leonard Fournette, gone. Ryan Jensen, 
Leonard Fournette does not have a job. Ryan Jensen's probably not going to play football again. Ever again. That sucks. Uh, that basically happened as I was Poor writing guy. this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably will never take another step. Uh, and then they also lost Shaq Mason. So yep. not a good look. Um, but, you know, if we're looking at the strengths of this roster, uh, again, much like the Saints defense, one thing I can always rely on is their defense is going to be solid. Reliability at wide receiver for this team. Historically, pretty solid. Very good. Um, one dude. It's a freaking stud. Mike Evans. Yeah. Underrated. Thousand yards. Might get overtaken by Godwin on yards this year. Chris Godwin. Again, if Godwin can stay healthy, he's another guy that's going to get you at least a thousand yards. Uh, so I, I like what we have going on there. Um, obviously, a solid defense. That front is always just going to be monstrous. Um, but lacking in the secondary a little bit, I think, now at this point. Uh, again, an aging team. A team that... Um, is fine with where they're at right now. They sold it to get the Super Bowl. Yep. That's what mm-hmm. that's what the Rams did as well. Like I'm, you, you have to be, you have to accept the backlash when you actually go in and get the thing. And that's it's just the consequences of your achievement. It, it's exactly that's just where they're at right now. Um, offensive line is Swiss cheesed. Ryan, like I said, Ryan Jensen's gone. Probably a career ender at this point. Not good news for Baker Mayfield. Ryan Jensen and in, in, in Shaq Mason in one offseason. In one offseason. Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, the interior of and, your offensive line is. And, and you it got wasn't, Tristan Wirfs and no one else. Yep. Yeah. Um, She's so, very good. Heck of a tackle. Uh, but what a fall from a grace that offensive line is. Yeah. Um, no kidding. Over no kidding. the last few years. Um, which doesn't uh, spell good news for Baker, who's not necessarily the best decision maker in a clean pocket to begin with. <gasps> um. Yeah, no, you're right. So there's that. Um, that which I, this also kind of trickles down to the run game, not just you know from the passing perspective from the offensive line. Uh, last year, they were dead last in rush yards. Not oh, shocked. That, yeah, that rush attack was Thir- terrible. Thirteen oh eight. Wasn't their rushing yards? Wasn't their wait, lead wait, wait. like their lead rusher had like seven seventy six? It was abysmal. Something like that. Yeah, it was really yeah, bad. They, they only ran for 1,308 yards. The post-Tom Brady fallout is real. Fun yeah. fact for you, the most yards they ran for was against the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> in Germany. Oh, in Germany? Yeah. How many was it? Uh, it was over 150. Oh, so they've only... They've only <laughs> yeah, that's they've how bad that so run defense they've only, was. They only ran for like uh, 1,150 on American <laughs> in, soil. In, yeah. in 16 <laughs> games, they ran for 1,150. Yeah. yeah. That's... Uh, um and yeah the quarterback depth there is just tragic uh again the line is tragic defensive front is good I mean, when your quarterback they, they like, battle co- is coaching is not that me. great in my john, opinion was his name john wolford didn't they let him go john, today no well maybe they did i, I didn't think see, they let him go he, he, he was the rams right wasn't it the guy with the rams that, yeah yeah but then he got his neck injured and then was yeah they had yeah. to play jared goff with like a busted up. Yeah, no, he still I think won. He's gone. Yeah, They're, you guys did. It's bad. I, I, yeah. uh, we still beat the Seahawks That's, in the wild card round. Okay, but on man, this uh, roster, like six. What, what are we talking here? Six, seven. I'm gonna go five. Oof. Uh, I think that's possible. Um, I I'm trying to give more respect to guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin to be like, hey, yeah, bro, but like DeAndre Hopkins is on team with the Texans, and they would have winning like five games, like. Wide receiver, like wide receivers, have yeah, but I mean, on a bad got, team, but they also have um, a. They're also still in a very I, bad division, playing a very bad division. I think that Baker Mayfield is going to lead them to seven and ten. That, That's where I'm at. 
man. Now, listen. Quarterback battle ba- with Baker Kyle Ma- Trask and ba- Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, for, for as bad as he is, he is the guy that kind of helped turn around the Browns a little bit for what it's worth. Yep. I have no expectations for this team. I think they probably win six games. Um, worth noting, lowest cap space in the NFL, just around a million and a half. Oof. So it's not looking good, but again, we, we know that they are paying for the Super Bowl and the fact that they got Tom Brady and they had that beautiful run. But man, this one of the more dominant Super Bowl wins I've seen in yeah. quite a while. Before we get out of this division, you want to hear something funny? Do I really? Uh just really fast. Um the uh, Saints have to pay Michael Thomas nine million dollars in twenty twenty five. Oh my god! And they have to pay him ten million dollars next year. He's not worth nine million dollars right now. They have to pay him fourteen and a half this year. I'd pay him nine million dollars to get off my team. Yeah. He, well, they're probably gonna do that in twenty twenty five. But legit, he has uh, he's thirty four million dollars left on the next three years. <laughs> but I will Bro, say, what if what if he just pops off and has like a Cooper Cup like season? It's not possible. Uh, as as much as owns uh, every like just. He, Cooper, Cooper Cup makes his money by running Dude. option routes okay. and dissecting defenses. Okay. Michael Thomas Honestly, runs I have slants. A- okay, okay. Jameson, <laughs> I would so love funny. to just come here every week and just Michael, Tom- My Michael Thomas, 130 yards, 180 for a game, and just tearing it up and just uh, break. Like, how mad would you be? That guy looks like he's Cooper running. Cooper Cup's like single season touch, like that, that guy, record. The the worst part about Michael Thomas is that he was the offensive player of the year over that crazy Christian McCaffrey season yeah. only because he set a receptions record. Yeah. That always rubbed me the wrong way. I feel like he is. He always cried on social media after losing in the playoffs. And I just never liked him. He's just your, your like villain. I don't like, like the way he runs. I don't like the way he looks. <laughs> yeah. He, he, I don't I like him. He is you public ugly. En- he is public enemy number funny. one for Jameson. I he feel is. like I don't like how a helmet looks okay. on his head. I okay, but way worse. Way worse. Get this. In twenty twenty five, that year they still have to pay him nine million dollars. They have cap hits of seventeen point <laughs> seven on Cam Jordan, twenty eight point six on Lattimore. Ooh, Cam Jordan is already like. 36 years old 28 on ryan ramchek oh my 45 on Derek carr 15 on Taysom hill if you are a saints fan listening to this show on eric mccoy wait i am almost done the highest the highest cap hit in the history of the nfl from a running back in alvin kamara at 29.07 oh my goodness the worst Who part is about writing? All that, he's made, ever made these contracts? Bruh. Well, is it? That's these essentially why Sean Payton left in the first place. I feel the, like it. But you know what's nuts? Is they have no dead money. None. This year, next year, any years to come, they have less than $600,000 in dead money. They're about to have a lot. But um, like, because yeah. they're going to have to cut some of these guys. If you're a Saints guys. fan listening anyway. to this program... We apologize. I feel bad yeah. for you. Your team is bad at math. And I mean, like, <laughs> so like you know. I was saying, the worst part about all that is they're not going to necessarily be bad enough to like recoup well through the draft. No, I, I, yeah. I don't know what their draft capital looks like coming they're up. They're going to be hovering on the seventy, but like they're going to accidentally keep winning this division <laughs> at least so for funny. at least for this year, and, and that sucks. Hey guys, guess what? We don't have to talk about this crap division anymore. I, I had to write. 
James, notes. we're done. All I right. had to write notes for we eight of the to. worst teams in football. Good job. And now it's over. And he didn't do a bad job. No, he did a good job on <laughs> good it. Good job. Well, we're, we're gonna we're gonna uh, welcome in our good buddy. Uh, we're gonna welcome in Mike Connor uh, to come in and lead us through our next division. So we're gonna do that right now. Welcome in, Mike. Uh, Mike's joining us. Gonna be helping us out with the NFC North. Uh, dude, you got you got all kinds of goodies in here. Uh, we've got we've got a team that doesn't have a future Hall of Fame quarterback anymore. Uh, we've got a team that, uh, uh, like, I'm pretty sure we're all in love with uh, in Detroit. Like, dude, you've got some good stuff here. So let's have some stinking fun. I, I like that. Yeah, I, I've also uh, got that uh, most underrated quarterback in the league in this division as well. We'll get into that in here in a minute. So uh, let's go ahead and just jump right in with the Minnesota Vikings. Speaking of underrated quarterback in the league. I was going to say, is, is, is it a man rocking an awesome mustache at this mo- current point in the season? <laughs> Kirk Cousins, uh, I would say, is the most underrated quarterback in the league. Um, just go look at his numbers. He is phenomenal. Um, in, in 2022, they were the 13-4. and four. They won this division. Um, the big deal that everyone's been talking about is that they won 10 one score games last year. Mm-hmm. The defense was terrible. One of the worst in the league, but the offense was phenomenal. Um, and that's in Kevin O'Connell's first year as, his head, as the head coach last year, um, which is also part of the reason why uh, they, they went ahead and got rid of Dalvin Cook because he didn't fit what Kevin O'Connell wanted to do with his team. He wants down the field throws. He wants to be pass heavy. And uh, Dalvin Cook just didn't fit. He wanted more carries. And so they kind of mutually spit parted ways. They allowed Cook to go get his get what he needed to. And uh, they didn't ask to trade or, or, I mean, they did ask to trade, but they didn't like push and make him stay on the team or anything like that, which I thought was a kind of a stand-up thing by them. Um, their biggest addition, I think, is Brian Flores is the defensive coordinator of this defense. Love that move for them. Yeah, good this, this is a great get. Um, Flores was great with the Dolphins defense uh, while he was the head coach there. And, and I think he can, he can shore up a lot of what this, this team has been missing Um, key losses. uh, They did lose Patrick Peterson as a cornerback. They lost Adam Thielen, Eric Kendricks, Zadarius Smith, Dalvin cook. But besides Dalvin cook, you look at the rest of those, they're kind of older. They're, they kind of fallen out of, of who they used to be. Um, which kind of gave keys to why like everybody was like, oh, this defense should have been oh, at least decent last year. Well, it wasn't because, you know, Patrick Peterson, Adam Thielen, or Eric Kendricks, Darius Smith, they weren't the guys they used to be. Um, they added Marcus Davenport. They added J- Joe Juwan Williams, a cornerback. They added uh, defensive lineman Dean Lowry, and they brought in Byron Murphy. So they've kind of shored up some of that cornerback problem. Some of the which Brian Flores loves his cornerbacks. Um, to replace Adam Thielen, they brought in their first pick was Jordan Addison, phenomenal, probably a better Adam Thielen than Adam Thielen is. So <laughs> it, it 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 was straight over. Um, my favorite pick that they had in the draft though was in the second round was Makai Beckman or Blackman. He's a cornerback. He's going to step right in. 
and this defense got better. You're like, oh, they lost a bunch of big names, but they got better, not just because of the defensive coordinator, but because they brought in younger, better players. They, it's, it's still a very young secondary. You have Brian Flores is going to mold this in the way that he wants. The offense is going to be better, if not already the same. So one of the top offenses in the league. The problem is, is you can't rely on winning all of your one score games like they did this last year. Right. You're, you're just not going to win all of those. My question to the rest of you, I would put out there is how good is this team? If just adding Brian Flores brings this defense up to or close to average. Mm. I'm, yeah, I mean, you're you're talking about a, a defense that I, I think was only, what, uh, they were around 30th, yeah. right? Because the Lion, Lions had the historic uh, defense last year. I, I don't mean well, that. The, well, for the first 10 games, they yeah. shorted it up towards the end of the season, the Lions did. Sure, sure. The, but, like, um, no, I mean. Vikings was terrible. Honestly, like, it was probably around 30. Seahawks was also terrible. Like, it had to be yeah. around 30, yeah. 29. But but I mean they can't one they can't or obviously not be the division favorite they can't not be like they just are um yeah. I don't I, I you know I love the Lions the, the gap between the Vikings and the Lions in terms of wins was huge yeah and I in in genuinely like yeah dude there's no reason to think that this team can't be in that like thirteen to fourteen conversation uh. Specifically, low end of division. I I'm not a huge Packer guy. I'm not to break through that wall already, but um, <laughs> you know, like, and then the NFC just being weaker, and then playing the majority of games, uh, obviously, uh, I on the NFC side. So, I, I totally see your point. I mean, yeah, with that thought in mind, how would they not run away with the division at 13 wins? You know, if they're if they improve 15 spots defensively. Let's just say they're like stronger wins, not necessarily by one possession. Maybe it's two possessions and, and they're, they're more consistent wins. They're more comfortable wins. Cause I remember um, last season when the Vikings were in the playoffs, we were all like the giants might beat them. Right. And guess what happened? Yeah. And the giants came in and ran them games, over. Yeah. A team that won 13 games and no one had faith in them and they and a lot of people took the giants over them and that that's what happened but and and i think that while we're saying maybe the win total doesn't improve that doesn't mean they're not a better team i think those one score games become you know two and yeah. three score victories that they can run away with i think that's a sign of great teams everyone's going to lose a couple of games that's the nfl any given sunday but like yeah. you know that that's that's just the rule but I, I I totally agree, man. I mean, if that defense can be stout, maybe maybe Kirk Cousins isn't playing. Cousins isn't playing the end of some fourth quarters, you know, and he's sitting on the bench rather than having to go take snaps in a one or uh, even close-ish, you know, ten point something like that game. Uh, maybe they are in that scenario a few times. That's a great perspective. See, and then and to go off that is, I do have them dropping a game extra. I have them that 11, 12 win spot, but I think they're a better team this year than they were last year. I think they short up that defense a little bit. They got a good coordinator coming in. It's the second year with uh, Kevin O'Connell as the head coach. 
I mean, they were good with him in the first year, and he showed that he knows how to manage a game, unlike, you know, the Chargers. But Fair. I, I believe that we're looking at or their strength of schedule is 19th. So they have a much, I mean, it's the NFC, which automatically makes it easier from the last time I was on here and we talked about the AFC. Um, they just have a harder time over than that on that side of the NFL right now. But, but the cream raises to the top. And I think they're going to lose a couple of those close games that they just won last year, but they're going to have less close games. So I went ahead and gave them that, that bump down. I think I got them. I got them here at 11 and six just for that close score games, but they're going to be more decisive wins on the other side. And I think there's a couple teams in this division that did get a little better and gives them a chance to knock off one of those games that they didn't lose last year. Oh, that, that part of that's fair. I mean, yeah, there we. I totally agree. I, I mean, I know where you're headed with that, but like, totally agree that uh, that's that's a possibility. In division games are tough games, and you got the most of those. So yeah, I get it. Totally get it. But that that seems pretty realistic. Where are you headed next? We're gonna go straight down to everyone's favorite team right now. Heck yes. Let's go to the Detroit Lions. Oh yeah. Now. I, th- I think everybody fell in love with this team after hard knocks last year. Yes. I mean, how do you not like Dan Campbell, by the way? The guy is just a ball of energy and fun. Can and, and will. <laughs> can and will. Yeah. Took me four minutes to think of that. <laughs> can and will. So last year, the Detroit Lions were nine and eight. Again, the record was a strong showing from a building team. Like we all knew that they were still building. And they still are building a team um, from being historically bad. But the defense is what let this team down early on in the year. And they did get better as the year went on, and which is what you want to see from a young team. You want to see them getting better as the year goes on. Um, they just missed the playoffs. Um, the, the good thing about here is that they kept, they, they have their whole coaching continuity this year. They kept everybody. Um, so many people were out there looking for their coordinator, Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator to become a head coach in the league. He had like three or four different interviews and he decided to stay with the team, which I think is a huge deal. Um, they're, they're pushing this year to get better. Um, I have uh, some losses here. I think they have Jamison Winston Williams on the roster, but he's not playing the first six games. And I think that's a big deal. Um, Don't bet on games, dummies. Yeah. <laughs> not, not in the building where you work. I mean, that's just, even let's get on the Wi-Fi. I'm gonna go bet on a game. Guess what? They know what you're doing on Wi-Fi in in your home home city there. <laughs> so, um, other than that, they wiped their secondary, which was the, which was like the worst part of their team, right? They Deshaun Elliott safety gone. Jeff Okuda cornerback gone. Cornerback Mike Hughes gone. Cornerback Amani Orujuari gone. They they lost DJ Chark. They let Jamal Williams go, which there was a reason for that. They did lose their center, um, Evan Brown. But the key here is they moved on. They're like, this secondary was terrible. And instead of like trying to, they're like, no, just wipe the slate clean and let's go get some new stuff. Well, let's look at the new stuff. Let's go with Emmanuel Mosley, a solid cornerback. They uh, picked up David Montgomery to replace Jamal Williams. Upgrade. Uh, they picked up a new right guard. Um, I really like 
and this is underrated and people aren't talking about it, but the safety, Chancey Gardner-Johnson from Philly, signed a one-year deal with the Lions this year. That is coming in and said, we need to upgrade our worst position. Let's go get a mercenary and let's do this. Uh, They also picked up Cameron Sutton, a cornerback. So you're looking at Emmanuel Mosley and Cameron Sutton on both sides of this ball. I think you've got a pretty set secondary. Chauncey Gardner Johnson in the backfield, he's kind of a do-everything. He's strong safety, nickel. He can do whatever you need to. Very, very versatile. Um, They also picked up Marvin Jones as a wide receiver. Kind of feel that Jameis Williams, well, he's gone. And then when Jameis Williams comes back, he's still a good number three. And that's before we even get to their draft, which everyone loved, right? You got Jameer Gibbs, a running back, which everyone was like, what in the world are you guys doing? You got, you got David Montgomery and you got like, you just drafted J- David Montgomery 2.0. But the two of them together, I think is just a good rotation. Jameer Gibbs might have a little more upside, a little more speed. David Montgomery's, you know, been in the league a few years. Um, they picked up the inside linebacker, Jack Campbell. And he shares a name. He shares an attitude. They're not related, but it's a perfect fit. And I think one of the one of the most underrated for their draft is tight end Sam Laporta from Iowa. He gives them something they didn't have. I think that tight end up the seam from Iowa. Those Iowa tight ends are strong and good. And he's a pass catcher. Um, they also picked up uh, Brian Branch from Alabama, the safety. So they just went straight in said, let's improve this defense. Let's replace all these guys, get rid of the, the, sh- the chaff, and bring in the fullberry. And uh, I- I'm, ex- I'm excited for what this team's be- been building right now. I-, I don't want to overlook that we like Jared Goff. He is a mm-hmm. game manager at this point in his career, which is not a bad thing. Everybody's like, oh, game manager. No, Jared Goff being a game manager for this team is good. He's not going to make terrible mistakes all the time. And if you can rebuild this defense, it, it's going to be a great team. But they did pick up someone I liked, Hendon Hooker, as a quarterback. Thank not you. necessarily for this year, but possibly for the future. So I, I think that could possibly be an upgrade even next year, depending on his development. I love Hendon Hooker. Like, love him. Yeah. I Bummer. I mean, the injury broke my The injury heart. is the issue there, yeah. That, was, that made me super sad. but. You know, the one I was going to hit on, Mike, was Brian Branch is a dude. I mean, they are, everybody's like, this is a guy. He has flat out murdered two human beings in the preseason already. I mean, he is is all that has been advertised. Well, and he's Uh, another do-everything kind of guy, kind of like Gardner Johnson. So even even if Gardner Johnson is on the field more than Brian Branch, they've got the future behind Gardner Johnson. I mean, yeah. I think they're paying Gardner Johnson something like 11 million. So he's going to play, True. but Brian Branch has earned a spot. He is a monster. He is so good. And, and I, this draft class was just absolutely impressive. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think, uh, I think this team is stronger than the one last year. Uh, they, they do have to rely on a lot of new secondary new to the team to give them the bump that they need. Um, Missing Williams for a tough first six games. Like I think it's like the hardest part of their schedule too, is those first six games. And but I think the secondary will get better as the year went on, just like they did last year. And I think they'll start out maybe a couple of games slow, lose probably out of those six, maybe three of those. 
I think they'll get in a hot streak towards the end of the year and run right into the playoffs at 11 and six. I got them winning the division. You got them at 11 and six. I love that. Dang. Holy cow. I mean, I'm in. I wouldn't be. It's only two more wins. It's only two more wins. Yeah, I know. I know. I just when you say the Lions winning 11 games, I mean, bro, we all just perked up in our seats and we're like, let's go. Um, Let's go. Right. Because it's not impossible. Don't get me wrong. I told and what, the point you're making about the secondary is it's obviously better. Like anything is better. Anything is better. Honestly, Jeff Jeff Okuda was fine, but not at his best. And yeah. clearly in the takeaway department the last two years. Mm-hmm. But like, like when you look at that team, I mean, anything's going to be better on that side. And I think the same story is true uh, for the Lions. It was true for the Vikings. If you improve this defense from being historically bad. You know, as they were to fifteen it, to fifteen. There we go. Same same thing. Why couldn't they? I mean, they. I mean, just right. They barely lost to the Seahawks. Barely. Yeah. Yeah. Like right there. If you just had they, a better defense, it, one stop, they win that game. That's already ten. That's yeah. ten wins. And they were and in the, the playoffs. And then the Seahawks, Seahawks don't make yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. Um. But yeah. like, genuinely, you're you're not wrong, dude. I mean, it, it's it's a team that has a lot of weapons. So I that excites me, man. I seriously like. I've been thinking that direction. I had him in the 10 range. That's where I, have I was at. In, I still have him in the 10 range. I love the I, 11. I love the aggressiveness. I still have him in the 10 because, as we talked about last, ep- last no, I guess it'd be two episodes ago, I was not a fan of, of, of their, their draft in terms of the needs they met immediately and the order they went about things. We didn't but like the, the, the running take. back first was kind of weird. I'm not going to lie. did not love the Gibbs take. I would have loved them to go and actually replace Akuda right away with a Christian Gonzalez. You we, replace, we were all dude, banging the table for Christian Gonzalez. Christian Gonzalez there of that team, I think that absolutely probably, yes. that would yes. have been that was I think the right move. Oh man, Christian team. Gonzalez with Emmanuel Mosley, that would have been oh dude, so good. Yeah, but but the I mean they had they had two things that they had to get better on defense, and they, that was you had your linebacking core was bad. It just wasn't good. Yeah, like end to end, you didn't have guys. And you literally could not stop the mid-range pass, and you you could not uh, get your yards per carry against you under four for those first ten games, like in any one game. And so, like, you had to go get a linebacker. You had to go do that. Period. And Jack Campbell's a tackling machine. I mean, yeah. this is, all he does is hold down the middle of that fort. So. I thought that was really good. I just it was the order that they went through this stuff that we had a hard time with, not the stuff yeah. that they got. Because well, and I didn't even mention um, they they got the giant nose tackle Broderick Martin. Yeah. I think out of Troy, like towards yeah. the end of the draft, like and everybody's like, yeah, you just put him in there and he can't be moved. Like right. he's not going to push the pocket or anything, but he, you're not going to run past this guy. No. So I mean, but and that also could help Jack Campbell. So you're looking at all these things, you're like. Okay, so even if he's just rotating out on the first couple downs, Roger Martin's a big man that's just going to take up space. 6'5", <laughs> 340 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big, big man. That's a big boy. But yeah, no, I, I, I love it, man. I love it. So where are we headed to? Where are we going next? Let's go with the Packers. Okay. Let's go with the Aaron nope. Rodgers-less Packers. Why? That's not exciting. <laughs> that's not exciting. It... It could be a little bit. Um, so in uh, 2022, they were eight and nine. Um, part yeah, a lot of that had to do with underperforming defense. Um, the whole preseason last year, everybody's like, "Well, this defense should be pretty good." They're 
they've got pieces here. They should be pretty good. <clears throat> Excuse me. What everybody looked at last year was that these young offensive skill players with an Aaron Rodgers who wasn't happy was going to be the big deal. Well, it turns out the defense wasn't even all that good. And Aaron Rodgers and this young defense kind of came on a little bit late in the year and one put some wins together. And so, and, and Rodgers himself with all these young players seemed to underperform. And I think that's, I think that's the perception we got to realize is much of the year for Aaron Rodgers, everybody's like, oh, he's not playing as good as he was. I was like, he doesn't have the offense he's used to have. Um, and a big part of that is everybody needs to remember two years ago, David Bakhtiari busted his knee. Since then, he's only played like 12 total games. And he missed most of last year. That is a starting tackle for Aaron Rodgers. Well, he's back. He says he's healthy. I'm putting him under key additions. David Bakhtiari is supposed to be back and healthy for Jordan Love. Amazing boost. That's going to help him out a ton. Um, they picked up a couple safeties and Jonathan Owens and Matt Orzek to help start for that back end of the defense. And they picked up Traverius Moore, a tight end, to help out with their losses of Mercedes Lewis and Robert Tanyan at tight end. Now, they lost also Alan Lazard, and that's going to be hard production for them to make up because they didn't bring in. I mean, Jaden Reed is kind of there, but I'm not sure if I want to pick him up even in, in, in fantasy being a third round rookie. Um, they lost the safety Adrian Lewis, but like I said, they replaced him with Jonathan Owen. And, but I think the big deal is, is uh, one of their linebackers, Jerron Reed, who was actually decent last year is also gone. And the draft class I did like, like I said, uh, Lucas Van S defensive end is going to be getting some sacks for this team. They picked up Luke Musgrave, by the way, check him out on fantasy. Um, late round or late round, uh, kind of a flyer could be very, very good target for a, a, a young Jordan love trying to do chum check downs to his tight end. Um, and like I said, Jaden Reed wide receiver, he's going to come in third wide receiver. Um, they still have Romeo Dobbs. They have Christian Watson who came on at the end of last year. They've got AJ Dillon. They've got Aaron Jones who is getting a little old, but I think this team is going to rely on the run game a lot. So the real storyline became that people don't understand how this defensive coordinator, Joe Barry, even has his job still. Like, he stayed there. So they have continuity. But everyone's like, this team underperformed so bad on the defense last year. So can they get better on the defense? And again, like, you're, you're, you're noticing the same kind of thing for all these teams so far. Vikings, can they get better on the defense? If they can, they're a better team. Lions, can, can they bring it better on the defense? If so, they will rule this division or this division. The Green Bay Packers, if their defense can get better, losing Aaron Rodgers, I, this team lives and dies by Jordan Love's growing pains. Losing a Hall of Fame quarterback is a big deal. And if this defense can live up to its potential, I, I, which I think it can, I think it will be better. The offense will not be as good. They have some better pieces, but Love is not even a mediocre Rodgers. So I have them dropping an extra game. I got them down at 7-10, and 6-11, and 11 because of the rest of the division got better than they did. Yeah, 7-10, and 10, huh? Yeah. Honestly, I'm kind of with you there. I mean, I agree with all of you said about he, he, Jordan Love not even being a mediocre Rodgers. Like, 
I think he's actually shown some pretty he's shown flashes of being something. But I mean it's still not Aaron Rodgers. And when you lose something like that, like you 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 don't replace that. Like there's no way that you can. And so honestly, I, I'm with you. I think the Lions are better than them. I think the Vikings are better than them. Um, the two teams you said before. So I, I'm I'm pretty much with you. I think they're they're eight eight nine. Um, I think <clears throat> there's a chance they may be able to squeeze like I don't know. I, I'm I'm just not a huge believer of this team. Um Yeah. I mean, Aaron Jones is getting older too. Like, he's not what he was four years ago, even two years ago. Yeah. Um, and there, I mean, Christian Watson's probably going to be probably going to be solid for him. But again, you've also lost Devonta Adams. You've lost two potential Hall of Famers in the last two years, right there, and you haven't really replaced them. And now that's hard to do. Like, I'm not trying to. That's not a huge knock because, like, you don't. Hall of Famers don't grow on trees, but you can't always go from Favre to Rogers. Like right. it, yeah. that doesn't always happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it totally makes sense when you, when you say the statement out loud, like, um, they went eight, nine, um, and they didn't, you know, they didn't get better. <clears throat> They're not getting better with Jordan love. Like if Aaron Rodgers can only go eight and nine with that team, right. how is he supposed to, you know, go nine and eight? How's Jordan Love yeah. going nine and eight? And I, I think that's entirely true. And then to to note that you lost veterans at key defensive positions that you're replacing with rookies, um, you know, or giving first time starts to to guys uh that are that are replacing veterans that have been in the league six to eight years um and done well. Um, you know, and I and I know you highlight the 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 Bakhtari um in, in like that he's coming back, but he's also come back two times, suffered other injuries. Like yeah. I just Bakhtari, like don't get me wrong. Dylan had less yards per carry the last two seasons. Um, overall, uh, you know, that last year was his third year in the league and his yards per carry went down each of the last two. And you can notably see it in the games that Bakhtari plays. I've said his name three different times. Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari. Um, uh, but you can you can see it like when when uh, when he's not in AJ Dillon's yards per carry goes down each of those games and then goes yeah. down overall based on basically how many t- uh, games he misses. So that offensive line goes with one guy essentially the way the way that it works. And don't get me wrong, like you could say the same thing obviously for like the 49ers with Trent Williams, like you're Tristan Wirfs and. And uh, Tampa, like you got to have your guy, Orlando but Brown. They, yeah, yeah. They just don't. They they don't have anything else on that line to sustain. Worry about that for Jordan Love. Worry about the fact that again that he just doesn't have guys to throw to. You can't you can't negate Alan Lazard and Devonta Adams. Your number one receivers going out back to back years to other teams. You you're trying to replace them with Romeo Dobbs, who couldn't connect with Aaron Rodgers last year, and you're going to tell yeah. me he's going to have a better connection with Jordan Love. Christian Watson will probably be better. He had the case of the dropsies here and there, but like, dude, you didn't get better. You just didn't from a personnel standpoint overall. And it's not just Jordan love. You're replacing veterans with rookies and guys who haven't started before. So concerned with that concerned, obviously with the, with, with certain injuries, certain players. So I, yeah, man. I mean, taking a step back to seven and ten is probably the best case scenario. And, then, and that's, and that's what I tried, you know, best case scenario. I, not hard to persuade me at six and 11, like at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like at the top end, um, you know, I, we'll, we'll see what LaFleur is made of. 
w- without Aaron Rodgers there, but I feel like he can coach them Glass. to, to yeah. seven wins uh, at the top end. But I, I would not, much like you, Mike, I would not be surprised with like a six six win season, and that's fine. You, you can't, like you said, you can't just keep chaining Hall of Fame quarterback to Hall of Fame quarterback. Somewhere there's going to be a drop. That's just how it is. I, I'm sure you know it's the Green Bay Packers. They'll be fine in the long term. Um, but I, I'm thinking probably six wins this year. And then that's what I'm getting at. Like that part of my thinking is like, this is the green Bay Packers They're They can't be bad. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can be mediocre, but in my lifetime, I don't know if I've ever seen a bad green Bay bat Packers team. I've like, seen them not win a ton of games for a year. Yeah. For like a year. And, yeah. and so, but this team's just so well run normally, you know, they don't reach for, for, you know, for big money names or anything like that on the open market. They just, they just build their teams and build their teams and keep going. Well, so, that opens the door to talk about the class of the division, you know, the class of the division, the class of the division, uh, this, the team that can't throw the ball. Uh, who, uh, dear bro, Lord. Are you really coming on here and disrespecting Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet right now? <laughs> How no. dare you, sir? Hey, man, I'm trying to highlight that DJ Moore is in Chicago. Yes, he is. And, DJ uh, Moore is in Chicago. I'm going to be honest. We, we want to talk a little bit of fantasy here and there, but like uh, DJ Moore should be a get. Uh, I'm just saying. Justin Fields. He's got nobody else to throw it to, so he's he's a get. I'm, I'm just saying. But yeah, I hit it, man. What's What else is going on in Chicago that I, I need to know about? Because I don't so, feel like I mean, there's anything. <laughs> this <laughs> this is obviously a rebuilding team. It was rebuilding last year. Nobody expected a whole lot from them. Um, let's see. They they went three and fourteen, um, they, and they had a clear path. Um, it was a first year GM and head coach last year. They brought him in. They said you're going to have a few years. I want you to rebuild this whole team from bottom to the top. Let's see what you guys can do. I'm not going to expect you guys to win a bunch of money. Just go and rebuild this team. And, and we'll see what happens. Um, so they cleaned out the books and started over. I mean, they got Roquan Smith, gone. Khalil Mack, gone. Robert Quinn, gone. Took like $60 million off the books. Just boom, right off the top. Just last year. In the middle of the year, by the way. Like, just, they were just like, yeah, we know we're not good. Let's just get rid of all this stuff. And, and because of that, they had a lack of personnel that led to really poor play. Um, now, now I will say that their their secondary was actually a highlight of this team. Um, you look back at, at what they did, actually did and how they performed. Um, it, was, it was actually kind of hard to throw on this team. You could run on them, but it was kind of hard to throw. And then they performed really well. Uh, let's see some key losses uh, besides Roquan Mack and Quinn, of course, is uh, Al Kadeen Muhammad, another defensive end, seven sack guy gone. Um, safety DeAndre Houston Carson had a decent year. They lost him. Um, they went through and they just like they just pissed, pieced out. Um, David Montgomery went to the Lions, which is always kind of hard. They lost right tackle Riley Reef, who actually had a down year, so they felt like they could they could kind of let him go. Um, but the in, uh, the defensive lineman Armin Watts, I think, was a big deal to lose because he was a, he was a pretty good run stuff, not a run stuffer, but he was a he was a pocket pusher from the middle on That's for third like downs. Their entire defensive front, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but. Let's go back to the additions here. Tremaine Edmonds comes on in. Yep. Linebacker TJ Edwards comes on in. Andrew Billings comes on in. 
Defensive end Rasheen Green comes on in another seven sack guy. So they're just they're just trading out guys that fit their yeah. system better. They bring in a right guard Nate Davis, uh, wide receiver DJ Moore leads the top of this list. Um, I like the pickup of Robert Tanyan from the Packers. I mean, you take him from the Packers, you put him on your own team. He's going to contribute. Um, you go out and you're like, we need to replace Riley Reef. So what do we do? We go out and get the best right tackle in the draft in Darnell Wright from Tennessee. Probably the best lineman in the draft period. Oh, uh, need to replace uh, some defensive linemen. Let's go get Gervin Dexter from Florida, who is a run stuffing machine. Like he doesn't push the pocket, but he he doesn't let the runner get past him. And this is in the SEC. He was one of the top graded run stuffers in the, in the country. <clears throat> Picked up a cornerback, Tyreek Stevenson, and then they went out and replaced another defensive lineman who is a pass rushing specialist from the defensive tackle position. So he's going to be a third third down guy, but I mean, that's what you need, right? You need, just need, let's just get better. Just let's just get younger, get better. So like you said before, um, let's, let's watch GJ Moore on this team with Justin Fields. Justin Fields finally has a true number one receiver. And I think I, I heard a story today that the trade for the number one pick with Carolina, they actually, when they were talking to Carolina, they said, if this trade does not include DJ Moore, you can hang up now. Like they literally gave him that ultimatum. They, they knew they needed a number one receiver. They knew they were going to get an experienced receiver that they could control the contract for, for a couple of years. And they went out and they got him with that first round, first round draft pick basically. And, and I, I thought that was just very good foresight on there. Um, they did draft Roshan, or they have Roshan Johnson and Khalil Herbert as their kind of running backs there. I'm not sold on that, um, but you have Justin Fields. So you're just kind of like, yeah, Justin Fields is our RB1, you know, and then everybody else kind of runs around him sometimes. Mm-hmm. But with DJ Moore there, I think you put Darnell Mooney in his proper wide receiver two spot, and I think you make the, him better. <clears throat> so. I believe that this team is better than last year. I think they have something that they can build off of. They've seen what Justin Fields can do. They know there he's a run first quarterback struggles with some accuracy issues, which he didn't struggle with accuracy issues at Ohio state. So they're gonna have to figure out something there and be like, okay, so we know he was accurate in college. How do we bring that back out of him? Um, The secondary was already very good. They, um, they absolutely upgraded the linebacker position without a doubt. They upgraded the defensive line. This defense will be better. <clears throat> this offense will be better. Number one receiver, check. The problem is Justin Fields still looks young. Can he throw the ball accurately down the field? He has another year to develop. There's a lot of young talent to grow with Justin Fields. I don't think they're done growing. I do see that this team goes from 3-14 and 14 to eight and nine, beating the Packers at least once for the first time in who knows how long. Well, the, I, I mean, got like looking at a couple of things there. Um, I was just checking out uh, DJ Moore's contract a little bit and looking deeper into that. You know, he's under control for three years. Yep. Uh, after this year, his next two cap hits are 16, 14. Um, you know, and realistic 20 this year, right? What's that? 20 this year, I think. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And, um, 
and they and they have the money clearly um but uh, i think you know clearly the ho- highlight of the off season and I, I i think the story there was awesome too is is him and uh the fact that they're they put something in front of justin fields when they know they're going to have to re-sign him they gave him yeah. his guy that was a brilliant move on their part well, that's really good foresight knowing that dj moore is going to come off um, uh, their their books. The first year that Justin Fields' real money is going on. So yeah, I thought I thought that was awesome. I gotta say, I I agree with the overall assessment of the team too. Like I think I think this is a team that's gonna clearly get younger and try and and scrape some wins together. Um, the positive that they're probably looking for is just uh, health for Fields and uh, success for him. I think I think if anything this year. Strengthening, restrengthening that defense clearly seems to be um, what they're aiming to do. Get younger, get way less expensive. Because just because one contract and Cleels, it was insane. Um, but uh, you know, interested to see what happens uh, as they go throughout the year. But this is a team that should be in that five six win, uh, you know, kind of range. And but I think that like we described. In the Minnesota conversation, where we think that you know they're going to start outscoring opponents at a greater uh, at a greater rate, and we're going to see that discrepancy of like uh, how they win grow. It's going to be by more points. We're going to see these losses that are happening to the Bears come by less, and they're going to be more competitive. Yep. And I think that those will be the two big wins. And I think I think they steal a game from the Packers. I think they steal a game probably from the Vikings at home. I just see that happen. I don't know if they'll steal a game from the Lions, but I think l- games that they lost handedly last year, they're going to be in. They're going to play for. And yeah, I, I, I like, I like, I mean, there's some people that are saying the Chicago Bears are going to be like 10 wins, 11 wins. I'm like, no, 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 let's tamp that down. That's insane. But that's I, so I, crazy. Yeah. Like that's, that's worst to first. It does happen. Not with a young team like this. Yeah. And for those of you that are, they're like fantasy minded here, don't get me wrong. Justin Fields is probably top 10. Oh, yeah. Just because he runs the ball so well. But don't go out of your mind and think that this guy should be up in the Jalen Hurts conversation, should be in the Josh Allen conversation. He should not be in your top five fantasy quarterbacks. That's just dumb. He's probably seven or eight. But Burrow, I I would take Burrow. I take Lawrence. I would take, uh, I I think he's in the conversation around the Herbert line, just so you know. But just for his running, yeah. I know we're rob- wrapping up the division. Mike's got a jet. We're going to move on to our, our last two. So thanks, man. Appreciate the contributions on the preview this year. We will see you uh, at our first episode post week one, dude. Yeah, great to see you guys. And uh, uh, enjoy the rest of your night. All right, buddy. Thanks Easy. so much. See you, man. Man, I am looking forward to genuinely what happens in that division. I mean, as Lots Mike pointed out. I mean, there's there's two teams to love in there. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to winning football games, and I really, and really two teams that are probably oh, trending in opposite directions. Yeah. I so, mean, there's a, there's a lot of intrigue in that division. Yeah, could the Cowboys overtake the Packers? I mean, Cowboys, they, dude, it's late. Yourself. It's late, bro. Yeah. <laughs> they, they know. Could the Bears overtake the Packers in that division this year? I don't know. I mean, we don't. Clearly, we don't think that yet. There's no reason to yeah. panic. But if Jordan Love does suck, they definitely could. 
I mean, to me, so, uh, like I was fun. saying, I think the Packers are a seven-win team, and I think the Bears kind of cap out at a six-win team. Yeah. So it'll be closer than I some mean, people expect. How many did expect, they win last year? I forget what Mike, Mike already said. But they won three games yeah, last year. Doubling it to six? Yeah. Yeah, they can do that. Absolutely, yeah. they can. They might hit seven. Like They could be both have the same record, yeah. and it could I, just matter of, of the of the, the, back, the head-to-head games. The change in places. philosophy is definitely helping Chicago. So oh, yeah. it's all good. Sure. But I know we're headed out to the NFC East, a division all we right. all love to hate. We do love to hate. And Grant and has the, this one. Yeah, NFC East, or as it's been called, the NFC Least. Uh, uh, many times. Not last year, though. Not last year. Last year, pretty good. I think it shocked all of us that we got three playoff teams in this division. Yeah. Definitely did not see that coming. We did not. We picked one. And I think a couple of us maybe, maybe had picked a second. We yeah, I mean we we definitely understood that the Cowboys and the Eagles were were yeah. playoff teams. Yeah, we we, we did. did not see coming. Was yeah, you know the blue crew over the there. The blue crew. So, all right, Matt, who should I go with first? The the blue crew or them boys? Well, I the blue crew. I mean, blue the, crew. We let's do it. Uh, Brian Dable, um, who looks like he's never been happy a day in his life. Um, no like shocked us okay i was a i was a huge huge fan of brian dable um i again and i will always say what he did with josh allen is incredible because well, what josh allen was before brian dable was not incredible um and he worked his magic again with daniel jones so i mean worked some magic at least so that's valid i mean some because we'll, we'll we'll talk about daniel jones a little bit here but the giants last year nine and eight made their way into the playoffs, had an upset, even though it wasn't really much of an upset like we had said earlier. A lot of us had had bet on the Giants to beat the Vikings in the playoffs. They did that. They then got throttled the next week, like I think it was against the Eagles. So it wasn't that that wasn't that shocking uh to us. But the Giants in the offseason, they did a handful of pretty big things. First thing they did, they paid Daniel Jones a lot of money. Um, I mean, I like him, but it was probably a little too much. I mean, so I liked him. I know. I wouldn't even say I liked, I liked him last year. I liked him this year. Okay. Other than that, he had been nothing. Like he seemed to be a big old swing and a miss for the Giants organization until Brian Dable came in and then turned him into something. Obviously, he was using his legs a lot more. Um, had his best season statistically. Something that I had been been saying i know we all have been saying for a long time is like the dude can throw the ball the dude just cannot hold on to the ball like the fumbles right that was a huge thing for him i mean the dude pretty much led the league in fumbles like two or three years in a row um just couldn't hold on like man if you can just cut those down in half from like 12 to 6 that team probably wins a couple more games and they did and they also did a really smart thing um by running that offense through saquon barkley that dude probably meant more to the, this Giants offense than probably almost any other player for any other offense. Mm-hmm. Like, that team, that was as far, I mean, outside of maybe Patrick Mahomes, you know, that, that team went as far as Saquon did. And Saquon, we all were kind of hesitant on. He had, he had come back from a couple of injuries. Um, we're not big fans of running backs coming back from big injuries. Um, but he, man, he proved everybody wrong in a prove-it year. Um, came out there, had an excellent year. Um, I don't know where he ended in fantasy, but he was probably top three fantasy output, three probably top five at least. Um, but a really great, really really great um, offense for them. The way they ran the offense, I mean, Dable just had them playing tough. They were in every game. They were playing complete football. I would say 
They had good offense. They had good defense. The players were rising, like position groups were rising above probably what was expected of them in a lot of ways. And so in the offseason, the Giants did a handful of things, made a couple of additions. Um, I'm trying to find them right here. So the big one that they did is they went and realized that they needed to help out their boy, Daniel Jones, um, with someone to catch the football. Because we have talked about this many times, the Giants wide receiver room has been one of the worst the last three to four years. They've just been absolutely terrible. Um, pretty much up there with like the Ravens and some of these also just like really, really bad like wide receiver rooms. Like they've drafted guys, they've been busts, they haven't turned out, they've been quote injured and then been traded to teams and then actually not been injured. Um all kind of stuff. So in the offseason, they sent a third round pick. That's it. A third round pick and got Darren Waller, who went healthy, is probably the third best tight end in this league. Like it's probably the dude in Kansas City, the dude in Baltimore, and then probably this dude in terms of pass catching. Like that dude can catch the ball. Super excited about that. Apparently, he has been just lighting it up in the preseason and training camps. He's been a headache for apparently for the defense. That's been like the term that's been used uh, with this team. But Waller should be an excellent scheme fit working across the field and able system. Health has obviously been the key. He's missed 14 games over the past two years after terrific 2019 and 2020 seasons. A healthy Waller is a great thing. Um, I'm trying to find out. So they also, um, oh man, I'm trying to find it right here. Um, Oh, yes. Um, they added speed to the defensive back end, uh, starting with first-round draft pick Deontay Banks out of Maryland, which is a really great choice for them. We talked, we love Deontay Banks, cornerback. This uh, draft was a really heavy cornerback, tight end, light uh, O-line type of draft. We really liked Deontay Banks. Did a great job uh, picking him up. Definitely needed something there. Um, what else did they do? Looking through their draft. Um, uh, looking, looking, looking. Anyway, that being said, they they had a great a great off season. I think for the most part, they got better in some areas. Um, I think this team, honestly, though, just the way that this division is panning out, the way that some of the things are looking, I would not be surprised if we see them. Um, I don't want to say, um regress but i guess technically like i, I think they're still going to be a good team but I, I i could see potentially saquon not having as good of a year this next year i could see that defense uh being young i could see them uh take a step back this is just a team that like they got better in some areas they didn't get better in others that i like that offensive line is still a huge question for them um i think that um that's a huge issue their front seven um, outside of a handful of good players, like Dexter Lawrence is awesome. Super underrated uh, defensive tackle there. Um, but I think that they got better in some areas. I think there are some holes that are still on this team that I think holds them back from being like one of these like perennial kind of playoff teams. Like I think they will make the playoffs because this conference is so weak. Um, but I don't think that they're this team that's like people are that scared of, if that makes sense. Unlike maybe a team that's more versatile like the Cowboys or this this gauntlet of a team also in their division that is from Philadelphia. 
So that's kind of where I'm sitting with the Giants. I think, um, I think that they did they did uh, some good things. They, oh, they also got John Michael Smith, who's a center, to I'll help shore up that O line. I was a big fan of that dude. I think he was the best center in this draft, uh, and they got him. Uh, also, Jalen Hyatt, the third rounder, who brings a lot of upside. He's been pretty exciting for this team. Um, he's been going a little back and forth to Sauce Gardner there. He absolutely torched him. Daniel Jones just did not have a good uh, a good ball placement there. Um, I think this this team, though, is really going to continue to rely on Saquon. It's going to go through him. He obviously got the franchise tag thing. Hopefully, he can get his money, get paid the way that he, he thinks he deserves. Obviously, he deserves a lot of money. He's an excellent player. Um, but this team, I think, continues, is going to go in the direction that Daniel Jones goes. Um, obviously, they believe in him. They just paid him like $40 million, which is, to me, insane. The dude has one good year. And you're paying him like 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 you would a Joe Burrow, like a Justin Herbert, and he's not on that level. He's not even close to that level. He's the probably the third best quarterback in this division, probably. Well, let me let me ask you a question though in that regard. Yeah. So, um, you know we we refer to it, I'll start with a statement, I guess. But we we refer to three quarterbacks as uh, sorry four quarterbacks as elite runners in this league. Okay. Um, oh, I think I know you're going with this. Lamar, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and we would say now uh, as well this guy in Chicago, right? I would even so, throw in Kyler Murray when healthy. That's fair. Um, he's more of a scrambler to me than a runner. That's fair. That's also um, a fair statement. But yeah, gets the yards. But but he does get some yards. Sometimes he just runs around for a while and then throws the ball really far. But um, genuinely, if you were to look at these numbers. Would you say that uh, that Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson, who all finished relatively close in total yards rushing last year, would you would you say that they probably beat uh, Daniel Jones by a hundred yards? That sound about right. Sure. Would you be Would you be surprised if I told you? Does he have, does he have more? No, oh. no, he does not. But would you be surprised if I told you that it was, uh, that it was about fifty yards from Jalen Hurts, that he was, uh, that he had the same amount of touchdowns and fifty-ish yards less than Josh Allen, and that he was only I, I, these are rushing statistics. Yes, right? yeah. these, that he was only sixty yards off of Lamar Jackson, and he had four more rushing touchdowns than him. That one doesn't surprise me because Lamar Jackson was yeah. injured. The Lamar he was, Jackson he, won. He, they, he did play three and a half games more than Lamar. Yeah, that but one doesn't surprise me. Um, but Lamar no, did re- lead that group in right. terms of yards. So yeah. I, just looking at like his rushing stats, um, when we think of like elite runners in the NFL as quarterbacks, I, yeah, he's, I, I would say he's up there. Like, like he's seven probably touchdowns. That, yeah, seven touchdowns. How many yards was him? Was was he at? He then? was over seven hundred. It was yeah. seven hundred and I can't remember. Seven hundred and eight. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I think for me, it's the it's 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 the passing where he is less than those guys. Like yeah. I would take Jalen Hurts passing. I would like I like Jalen Hurts in the pocket more than like Daniel Jones. I like Lamar. I probably even I like Lamar Jackson more than I like Daniel Jones throwing. Sure. Um, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, and so in, in the I forget who else, Justin Field. Uh, yeah, I don't know passing pass. 
Oh no! I'll take Daniel Jones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Daniel yeah, Jones I mean, probably not. Yeah. Does, doesn't help that Daniel Jones might have the worst weapons. Out I was about of that to say, bunch dude, as like, well, yeah, his, for the, what it's worth. The wide receivers have not been good for that guy, and like have never been. That, like, that's fair. I mean, he only and, and he was fifteen and five touchdown interception. Yeah, only like, five interceptions. No, he did th- have and six. that's huge, and that's huge. Just like dude's got to cut down the turnovers. He has yeah. to stop giving the ball. Only six fumbles. That, oh, so that'd for, be eleven any quarterback total? in the NFL. That's a that's a good yeah. year. I told yeah. you right I mean, now, your quarterback. He was having six, he was okay. having double digit fumbles. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like oh, he was twenty. His first his rookie year is like twenty seven. Is I mean I think it was the second Danny drops of for all a time. reason. Yeah. yeah, but like I think I think he just needs to continue that trajectory as a pass as a passer. Um, D- Brian Dable did that with Josh Allen every year. Was getting better at passing, and so I mean the city's behind Danny Dimes. Table seems to be behind him. Obviously, they just paid him. And for for just for everybody, like Waller's probably going to have nine touchdowns. Probably, yeah, I, if I told you the over, he is wide eight, receiver one in it. my mind. Yep, he is absolutely. He's, he, yeah, he's absolutely. But they're going to build the safety net the same way that the the Ravens do. Mm-hmm. They're they're everybody's trying to model the Kelsey thing. Yeah, like how do we how do we play middle ground football? Run these wide receivers above, get a mismatch on a on a right. linebacker. Which and we all know with Waller, you can't cover him with one guy. Not really. No, like, a freak. how many big dudes can run like that guy runs? Mm-hmm. I mean, his high point is ridiculous. The guy's almost six seven. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. And he's, yeah. he's got some speed to him too. Yep, Darren Waller. So, um, and again, only get just giving a third round pick for him. That was a great. Move. That was a great pick. Great, great pickup. So, um, I like what they did in the off season. Um, I mean, you got you get Daniel Jones, Saquon, Waller. That's your core right there for your team. Uh, on the offensive side, uh, I like what they did on the defensive side. This team still isn't a scary team. Like you're not scared going in and facing the Giants. At least I don't feel like that. I feel like, at least for like my team, like if we go in, I'm like I'm not that worried about them. Um, but I do think that they are on the right track. I think they have a really exciting trajectory. I'm going to think of Daniel Jones continues to just build upon a good season after a good season. I think he's the guy in New York. I think this team can really be a team to be feared and they could potentially, you know, be also just as good as the other team that shares a stadium as them, you know, come, you know, two, three years or whatever that is. So as we're going to the giants, I have them staying at nine and eight. I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're going to jump up. They're nine, seven and one. Oh, were they nine, seven yeah, and one? They're nine, okay. seven and one. Oh, that's right. So, okay. So they get, uh, half they get uh, you're gonna have game back, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I so I haven't been nine and eight. Um, I, I, I just don't see them being that much better than they were. I, th- I think they are a better team. Um, I think they'll be better on defense. I think they will be better on offense. Um, I think Dan Jones will be better, but I just think that there's that's still not enough to, to get them over. That wide receiver room still needs a lot of work to it. There is no wide receiver one there, and they desperately need it. So I'm at nine and eight. What do you guys got? I, I mean, I, it's hard to disagree because I think this division uh, is is like we've discovered in a lot of other ones. It's two tiers. Yes. You know, and I, I think I think Washington's going to hey, we'll, we'll get there, but um, probably be a close on their level. And I think that the Cowboys still have and the, the most opportunistic defense. So like. And I say those things because it, it impacts the overall record consideration. Um, that's when we say nine and eight, it's because the division's tough. Yeah. You know, they, they'll, they, I mean, two and two sounds right. Yeah. You know, um, 
uh, you know, or sorry, um, I'm doing math wrong when I do that. Uh, not two and two, three and three sounds right. Um, 500 record within a division sounds right. Uh, when when you look at that team and just the strength of the division, so I, it's hard to disagree with nine and eight. Definitely could see a ten and seven. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think they're getting worse. I think they're mm-hmm. nine and eight. They're ten and seven somewhere in there. Yeah, and and I think Dable's a good enough coach to kind of keep him in that realm, even if things are to fall apart. Um, I, I think they're very limited by their receiver room, or I guess lack thereof. Um, so I, I'm still kind of leaning in the uh, the nine win thing. I mean, we talked about this last year. Um, there were a couple of teams, the Giants being one of them, where yeah, they kept winning games, but it was just kind of how the cards were falling not necessarily like wow the giants are incredibly impressive and are and winning these games and, and sure they they went on to actually beat the team that i felt the same way about which was the the vikings who were just like hey the coin flip is always going their way in all of these games and they end up facing each other in the playoffs um i i still kind of have the same feeling about them but now they're a team where it's like like you said you're you're not necessarily scared when you go in to play the giants but you're also like if the Giants win, you're not surprised anymore. Right. Uh, they kind of have their identity. Um, I like the addition of Waller there. I still like the coaching a lot. Like you said, this team goes as Saquon goes. So I'm expecting nine wins. Um, I'd like to see Danny Dimes really just air it out a little bit more this year. I would love him to, um, to hit around you know 25 to 28 touchdowns. Yeah, because if, if I can get another season where the turnovers are down, yards, something the like passing that. yards are up, the passing touchdowns are up, um, you know, the NFC does not have a whole lot going on. I don't think that they would contend in any regard, but like if they can get a good trajectory going, then you know it's New York sports. You can make yep. yourself a destination, yep. capitalize on a weak conference. Who knows? Yep. Uh, but I still think that's a little ways out. Speaking yeah. of nothing going on, there's a team in division that had almost nothing going on this offseason. So let's dive into them. The Washington Commanders. Um, they the biggest addition that they made was that offensive coordinator. They Ar- brought argument in- to be made. Biggest addition they made was new ownership. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Come fair. on. That's addition fair. by subtraction. If you if you are a Commanders fan, I'm happy for you. Amen. Congratulations. Glad the bad for the you. bad man is gone, dude. You can come out. Jerk. You can be a fan Wee. of this team now. Um. Yeah. Dan Snyder is gone. Uh, still made like six billion dollars or five point six or whatever. Ended I hate up being. that he made that much money. That's dumb. Um, I hate that he made any money. But congratulations, Commanders! Your team will probably get a new stadium. Yeah. Lose a better stadium. Your name might change again, which that's okay. <laughs> it's gonna be so funny if they go back to the Redskins. Oh, the Redskins <laughs> or the, just the Washington Football Team or whatever Love they it. end up going back to. Love it. Um, but that being said, outside of Dan Snyder being gone, um, Ding Dong the Witch is dead. Um. It's, it's offensive coordinator. Eric Bieniemy uh, has come into the fold here with this team. Inherits a really good, on it, so, some really good wide receivers. You got Scary Terry. You got Jahan Dotson right there. Um, Curtis Samuel. Yeah, Yo. Curtis Samuel, who, yeah, like Curtis Samuel's a speedy guy. Um, running backs, you got Antonio Gibson, and you've got Brian Robinson there at running back. Let's go. I'm like, betting on that, dude. Um, Brian Robinson? Yes, I am. So I'm kind of done. I'm kind of done betting on Antonio Gibson myself. He's amen. Always like he's the guy. And then you like start the season. You're like, where's he at? Yeah. Brian Robinson was playing with a hole in his leg last year. So yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah. So (laughs) exactly. So right there you got, you, you have some running backs, you got some wide receivers. Like that's a, like Jahan Dotson was actually quite 
good and uh, had a huge target share last year. Um, so I like that on a fantasy fantasy perspective. Just saying, he might be a good good value pick late. Um, I'd say I say late, like pretty late, but but nonetheless, there. So I like that. Um, who knows if Chase Young is still around? That's a that's a, been a name on the trade block for quite some time um, lately. But that front step, that front seven still got some dogs there. Um, they also brought in Emmanuel Forbes uh, for that secondary uh, with their first pick. He's expected to start right away. He had a, a pro football grade of like 82.7 last year in college. That's pretty good. Uh, you like that. That's kind of a plug-and-play guy right there. Um, also, a big thing for this team is they're rocking with their guy, Sam Howell, who they drafted last year. I believe the third... God, they really like fourth him. or fifth. I don't remember somewhere in there, but like they really like him. I they mean, really he, do. He's making some throws right now. His, his arm looks real good. Yeah. So so that's who they're rolling fifth, with. Fifth round pick. Fifth round. Okay, I couldn't remember. Um. So they drafted him last year. I don't think he played at all. Maybe. Yeah. I don't. Did he play some some last year? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember. I again. I don't watch the Commanders. The only time I'd ever watch the Commanders is if they were playing my team. Um. But. This team uh, really didn't do anything. They didn't really bring anybody into the, the offseason. Um, really, their big addition was Emmanuel Forbes in the draft. That was their big, that was their big thing. Um, wasn't a noisy offseason. Um, they made some interesting choices in the draft. They reached for some guys in the second round. Um, these are guys that probably come in and start and be contributors right away. Um, so. They did. Um, they did sign um, some again some offensive line depth there. Um, but again, Eric Bieniemy, I think we'll finally get to see. I mean, we've been rallying for this dude to like have a coaching job, and uh, just hasn't happened. Like a head coaching job, uh, but finally he is away from Andy Reid. So we'll get to see what he does. How much of it is Andy Reid? How much is Eric Bieniemy? Like it'll just be interesting to well, see. They they don't like him. Like the players don't like him. The enemy? Yeah. He's weird. He's Mr. Ah! All the time. Like he's just super high energy crazy. To me, you have Ron Rivera, who is the players guy. Riverboat Brown. Yeah. And then, but, you know, admittedly not the best leader of men in the sense of like, let's go out and win football games. But the players like him. He's a coach's, he's a player's coach. Uh, And he's a great guy. I think Bianami coming in there is essentially like attach those two guys together and you get like the football mind and then you get here's the guy you can go and talk to as kind of like the buffer for that. Um, that's like the best way I can put it because otherwise I'm not super stoked on like the head coaching situation there. Um, definitely not really stoked on the quarterbacking situation there. Um, it's just Sam Howell and I think Brissett is there now. Um, and those are the Correct. two quarterbacks that they have rostered currently. Um, he, by the way, Howell started one game, went 11 for 19, 170 yards, touchdown, interception, got sacked three times. So, yeah, okay. Not a lot of experience. So, okay. Like, first game as a rookie, like, they're worse. They're worse Here, games here's the thing. Had. You can't do much worse than what Carson Wentz did last year. That's fair. fair. And they were still where they were at. You know what I'm yep. saying? So, and honestly, I don't see their record changing that much from last year. Last year they were eight, eight, and one. I have them winning the same amount of games. I have them going eight and nine. It's I'm I'm not gonna try and predict a tie break, a tie again. But 
I, I, Let's I think, I think ties. I, I'm going to go eight and nine. Like, <laughs> I think actually having a dude, I mean, if he just doesn't turn the ball over, make as dumb decisions as Carson Wentz, he's better. That's about it. I mean, the foot, the football people around the league really like him. Yeah. So and if he's, so if he's good, you, you get a dude at quarterback who's probably yeah. better. Um, I think Brian Robinson, I, I, I just want to put my stake in the ground. I think it's 1200. Wow. Dude, I like him a lot. Yeah. Like, I just, he was just playing hurt. The dude, the psycho came back yeah. and played. And we got shot, shot in the leg. I mean, like, in the leg. That's which the part tell, that he uses to do his which job. Which should tell you a lot about Antonio Gibson. <laughs> they wanted to go with the dude who got shot. Because it's three like, months ago. hey, man, <laughs> I, I know that not only do you have an injury, but you also probably have some trauma around getting shot. You still want to play football this year? We would like to. Like, we'd like to get back. Antonio Gibson is not that good. Yeah. Even though we're still going to tell people he is, and people are still going to somehow draft him in fantasy football. They're going to draft him in like the ninth round when there's a good receiver to be taken. But we're going to. Yeah. yeah. So I, there are a lot of people that think it's a two headed monster there. It's not. I'm fully I, out on the Antonio side of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would agree. I'm really excited to see what he can offer with a full year uh, and, and a full off season now to kind of step in there. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would agree. I, I I think they have some question marks still on the roster. I like their wide receiver room. Not too sure on the quarterback. Not really super sold on the head coach at this point in his career, but liking the offensive coordinator stuff. So it's like this weird mismatch. Um, O-line is okay. O-line is fine. Um, you know, that again, the defensive front, like, can you stay healthy? Um, so I, I'm thinking to me, I'm actually going to shoot for, uh, seven games personally. Um, but that's just because I'm going to roll with the unknown for me is a little bit more powerful than the stuff I do know. So I'm going to err on the side of caution and say that Washington's going to be a seven win team. But I, again, I think hopefully now with new ownership and, uh, with BNME just being there. That's something that's going to start trending in the right direction um, over the next couple of years. And, and maybe you'll have them kind of rise back up to that 9-10 win, maybe trying to sniff a wild card uh, and see what we can do. Yeah, when Ron is gone, this team will be better. I'm just going to say that. Like, Ron's had his time. Uh, honestly, he should. It, it should have been. Ron is stepping down and the enemy is just the head coach of the team. Well, I think the whole idea is this is a handoff. Yeah, which is why I'm saying so, like they're yeah. kind of tied together. They have, you have Ron, who's kind of just the players like him. You have the actual football mind and be enemy. Put the two of them together, and then, yeah, I agree. It's probably going to be a handoff. And, and plus, if there's one thing we know in sports, new ownership likes to get new coaches in there. They like to pick the people that their they guy. want. They want their guy. They want their guy. Great. Um, you, that goes you, for everything. Have you ever noticed that Jameson's just like, slightly a better human than us have you ever noticed this why because i was just looking down and my wife just bought me crocs like the originals yeah i I don't mean to sound like judgy but clearly you like crocs yeah and uh, we have like the original style and he's so much better than us that he will buy crocs but they're gonna be like sandals the croc slides he 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 buys the slides slides like That's he just new. can't Wait. not he can't not like stoop to our level of well like, i might step up I, to his level i i mean i'm not 
I'm not an anti-croc guy. I just wanted like some easy little slip-ons. Uh huh. Well, you know that's what Crocs freaking are, right? <laughs> yeah, but but these are just like like Nike slip-ons, not like full-on Croc. But I feel like you should with be the sport I, mode. As much as like this is clearly more tasteful in our decision, you should be a little jealous because we have sport mode and you yeah. don't yeah, exactly. That's not so. Yeah, I'm you saying. should Honestly, be a little the, jealous. The term that I love more for it is uh, four-wheel drive. <laughs> There you go. That's the term I love more. Is just putting it into four wheel drive. Train. Yeah. <laughs> turning those turning those caps and going into four wheel drive. Yeah. That's so so awesome. Matt, where do you have the where do you have the commanders? Where do you have um, the record? I I agree. I like them in the eights. I, I I think eight makes sense. Um I you know, I'm hopeful for Howell. So Hopeful yeah. for Howell, just really glad they're that, going to get some his, distance. That's his campaign message, yeah. Hope, hopeful for Howell. And yeah, yeah, and well, and more I'm hopeful for Robinson. Um, but, you know, I hope that this is just, honestly, I, I'm not a Ron Rivera guy, so I will be happy when he's gone for uh, for the sake of Washington. They can they can try and move forward. But like I said, caution on the enemy doesn't seem to be a player guy. And uh, you're going to have to do a lot of culture change i think to maybe make that switch so yeah that's fair gotcha so moving on let's talk about them boys shall we let's so, not they suck let's move on uh <laughs> yeah cowboys their fans are insufferable um <laughs> if you're one of them insufferable you the are insufferable. insufferable yeah their owner's annoying the coach is bad <laughs> yeah they're yeah like he's calling plays Jeez, uh, oh yeah kellen Moore's the, gone. yeah you know the, kellen moore was the problem guys Jeez no, I mean Louise. they do have I mean, the goat defensive corner. They got Dan Quinn. He he did let Ezekiel Elliott play center though. Let's Jeez. not forget. <laughs> Never forget. But they got Dan Quinn. They do. I, have lo- Dan I Quinn. love Dan Quinn. That's, Dan huge. Quinn. That's huge. Yeah. Dan That's Quinn huge. said he was on my list of guys I was hoping was replacing Ryan's. Um, yeah, 49ers. So. I would love for him to come back. But anyway, that being said, uh, the Cowboys did do I think actually a pretty good job of trimming some fat on this team and that upgrading. Sucks. Don't like, say nice things. Keep going. They did like so. For instance, it's that, sad but true. It is like they they got better wide receiver. They got Brandon Cooks. They traded for him. This is like Brandon Cooks is like twelve twelve hundredth trade that he's been traded mm-hmm. to, and he's gonna have a thousand yards and seven touchdowns. And that's gonna that's gonna happen. That's gonna go. Um, they also traded for Stephon Gilmore, who isn't what he used to be, as Jameson had said previously, but still can play and still bring value to your team, and is an upgrade and will be a good addition to secondary with Trevon Diggs. Um, which will, I think, just force them to pick one or the other to throw to. And honestly, it probably should still be Diggs because <laughs> Diggs cannot, he can still, he gives up a ton of yards. And don't break over there. Yeah, yeah. He'll have he'll have eight interceptions, but give up the most yards in a single season as a cornerback. So I feel, like, NFL, I feel like people. I've already emptied my clip on on him like a couple seasons ago. Yeah, yeah. and also he got paid, I'm pretty, right? He got paid big money. Like a five-year deal. I don't even know the numbers. It was close to... It was 16, 17, 18 million or something like that. Jerry pays his guys? He does pay his guys. Um, They did lose Dalton Schultz, um, but they did draft Luke Schoonmaker. Um, Again, this is... Michigan. That's a dude. That's a dude. Again, we've talked about this being a tight end draft, and I think they kind of were able to, to make that transition well. They did lose Ezekiel Elliott. Is that a loss? It's not. Okay. He okay. How about this? Ezekiel Elliott no longer plays plays for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that's how I'll put it. There you go. Yep. So that's that happened. True. Um, and they are now officially they franchise tag Tony Pollard, which is a smart move for them to make. 
um, because that dude has been easy last like three years, has been easily the better running back of those two. Not even close. Dude is explosive. The dude can just go, is a downhill runner. He'll bust away for a 60-yard touchdown just instantly, and just that's just what he does. If you're in a 12-man league, don't be sad about taking him at the 11, the 12, the 13. Yeah, like he's gonna the, get touches. Yeah, yep, absolutely. And, and he's gonna get he's gonna get catches. I honestly, and oh, yep. and then and then they they have Deuce Vaughn, right? Is that his name? The, the, the little midget. five five guy. Oh, I don't think that's the correct term. Sorry. <laughs> Why can't uh, uh, we trust you with a microphone? Um, we're keeping that t- in there. Tiny man, little person. He's a little person. <laughs> you will not edit this out. Um, yeah. but he's there. Actually, like in the clips that I've seen on Twitter, usually it's been memes, but looks pretty good. Like. Making dudes miss. So maybe, uh, maybe not, I mean, not all words and it. views expressed by the second host of this show. <laughs> Dar- I mean, Darren Sproles and made other a hosts. lengthy career out of being small and fast and shifty. Deuce Vaughn looks awesome. I mean, yeah. I don't so, care. I'm rooting. So, for, I hate yeah. Cowboys. I'm rooting for that guy. Yeah. So I think, you know, if he if he ends up, you know, I think he'll end up being a guy a pretty good complimentary piece um, in that running back room. No one will be able to find him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um. So honestly, uh, they they have they have had some losses there. Um, obviously, Amari Cooper has been gone from that team for a while now. Um, but they are really loving CD Lamb. I think they're really banking on Michael Gallup to be a thing. I don't know if he will, I mean, but that's why they went and got Brandon yeah. Cooks because because Brandon Cooks is going to be that number two over there, and then it's going to be Michael Gallup. Um, Michael Gallup has played well before in the past, but. Injuries. That has not been ha- not yep. been as of late. Um, so I I think this team is fine. I think they will be. Oh, they also their most recent move or one of their most recent moves. They traded for Trey Lance. Um, give it a fourth round pick to get Trey Lance from the Niners. That'll impact the field greatly. Yes, it's moving the needle for that team like crazy. Remember that time that Trey Lance didn't want to be the third string quarterback for the 49ers, <laughs> so he got <laughs> traded to the Cowboys so he could be the third string quarterback there. Yeah, so he's going to awesome. be there. Trey Lance is going to be there. I mean, Dak Prescott's going to be injured for three games probably, so he'll probably see the field at some point this year. Cooper Rush. If Cooper yeah, Rush is a good backup. That's fair. I don't know. Also a dope name. I honestly don't really think that the Cowboys really care. I don't I don't know why they'd even have yeah, whatever. Yep. Um Cowboys last year the record was 12 and 5. Um I think they're going to be 11 and 5 this year or 11 and 6 this year. 11 and 6. 11 and 6. I think they're going to take one more loss be- because I don't know. They didn't. I mean, they got. They did get better. Like, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. But I think the team in their division is so much better than them. And mm-hmm. uh, that quarterback over there, uh, when the Lone Star State, not CJ Stroud, um, Dak Prescott has earned a lot of criticism. Again, in the, in the training camp, he has not looked good either. Dude's getting picked off all the time. Led the league in, in, in interceptions last year. I'm pretty sure it was second to like maybe Josh Allen or something like that. Um, and didn't play every game. And yeah, and did not play every game. Throwing that out there. Um, so I don't. I, I honestly, I'm really iffy on this team. I'm not. I don't like them. Really, I well, I personally don't like them. You like them to make the playoffs, but you don't like. They'll make the playoffs. They'll lose. They'll, they'll maybe make it to the divisional round. They might. They may beat it's, out. They might beat the Giants to you know if they're in there. Sure. That's but fair. They're not going to do anything. They haven't in like thirty years. So I don't. I'm just not interested in this team. Like they, they haven't done anything to me that's like wow. You're like wow. This is this is this is the team. Obviously, Michael Parsons is there. 
obviously they drafted, was it Mozzie, Mozzie Smith? Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like that draft pick. I think that was a good. He asked me. That was cute. How I did you, ask you. How do you, you. say a name? Um, he asked me. So they got better on defense. Um, definitely did. Uh, still don't love the rest of their linebacker core. Not really. I, I don't. I don't love the depth in their secondary. Yep. I don't. Um, I, I don't, don't love their the, their their safeties. No. Big I, big big what a who? I mean, honestly, if if Gilmore goes down. Or, I mean, yeah, yeah. which is po- a total possibility because he does a lot. Like, if one of those guys goes down, they're I think if any, like, good. this is a team, I think that is, they have, I, I would say that any injury to this team is bad. Yeah. Like, like, they don't have a whole lot of depth. Obviously, if Dak goes down, not great. If C.D. Lamb goes down, not great. If Brandon Cooks goes down, that, that room is much thinner. If. Yeah. Pollard goes down. They're much thinner. Sure. Like there, there's not a lot of depth on this team. That O-line is not what it used to be. It's but, not that fearsome Cowboys O-line that used to, you know, run over people and was just straight up maulers. That's not a thing. Anymore. No, it's not a top five. It's a top 10. But the, but genuinely like they're, they do have enough pieces to sustain them. So I think the worst case scenario for this team is still 10 and seven, but the, you know, they're going to have to have a injury free year to hit a 12 win mark. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I think they're centered and on that's 11 just not a and thing. six. Every team goes through injuries. I think they're on 11 and six. And I think that has to do partly with strength. Uh, the strength of schedule issue for them is that they got to play a lot of second place teams. They don't have to play a lot of first place because mm-hmm. the Eagles are so freaking good. And I know we're about to talk about them that they kept them from a difficult, a more, a more difficult strength of schedule. So they're going to eke by in part because they get to play some not great teams uh, or not as great teams. Yeah. And uh, and I think you're right. They're in that good, not great category. And this is a team that should get 11 wins and lose in the first, second round of the playoffs, which is what they seem to do every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Especially if they run into the 49ers again, because we got their number. But yeah. no, just saying, like, I agree. I think yeah, the assessments I, are all there. I'm looking at their schedule and really, like, I see 10 wins there. Um, I, I think their ceiling is is 12 wins. But I'm not super excited on the McCarthy play calling, uh, which makes me want to kind of bring That's it concern, w- which makes me want to bring it back down. Because I'm like, if this team is firing on all cylinders, yes, this is a 12 one team. I think they have a, a, a top three yep. defense in the league kind of undeniably I think they, um, you know, obviously um, made some upgrades at the wide receiver position just for the sake of consistency. Um, Dak Prescott is going to be one of those guys who's going to have flashes in the regular season. He's going to have a couple of games where he's only going to throw for like 200 yards and have some brain farts. Um, and we've already seen, uh, you know, more than once now how their season comes to a close. Some very questionable stuff from both coaching perspectives and from Dak Prescott's play calling. Um, so uh, I think they're probably floating around 11. I know that with the NFC being so open that they are probably going to be um, kind of tossed around as like a, a, a top four finalist in the NFC and, and rightfully so. Um, but to me, it it's less about what is their regular season end like and more who do they get matched up with in the playoffs? Because if they can avoid playing the Niners, they can avoid playing the Eagles, then maybe the cards will fall in just the right way to finally get to an NFC championship game. But uh, 
then I start thinking oh, more. There's two buzzsaws in but, this conference. But, but then I, I start thinking about the coaching <laughs> and what that's looked like in those moments, uh, yeah. even when they had a better offensive play caller. And it's just really hard for me to get past that. Well, to be fair, to be fair, if, if we're talking uh, a wild card team at nine and eight, let's say, in, and I know we're all thinking, so like if the Niners are at like 12 and, and the Eagles are in the same, I mean, then it would be um, like, like I, we all know that we're, we're going to probably vote in the Seahawks here as a playoff team or playoff candidate for sure. They, if, if you got a nine and eight, Seahawks got to play. Uh, or I mean, uh, the nine and eight, the the Niners or Eagles would have to play in the first round. Mm-hmm. Well, then it would be like the Seahawks and the Cowboys. And I like my team way more. So you know, like you'd be in one of those scenarios. So yeah. I'm I'm saying it is possible that yeah. they miss. It, it's a matchup thing Just, for the Cowboys always. Yeah, they they have they to sit not in the play one of those two teams. Yeah, yeah. If they sit in the middle, then they get one of those two teams in the second round. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's possible. So I I can we do this? I know where we're at with the Eagles. I also know what how much time we have remaining in episode today and I know we want to get to our favorite division. So can we do the abbreviated version yeah. of the Eagles and I'll ju- we're just going to say well, you're going to agree with me 13 for the Eagles. Um is Grant going higher? Cowboys are 11. You going 13? I I yeah, I think the floor for the Eagles is 13. That's what I'm rolling with is 13. And the ceiling's 14. Yeah. Okay. So they I, have, I they're repeating their record. I have no problem. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. Uh, I will say there's probably one or two things to mention in terms of what they did in the offseason. Yeah. Uh, the most important thing, they re-signed Travis, uh, not Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey. Yeah. That is huge for this team. Yes. They re-signed him, brought him back. Uh, best center in the league, probably. I mean, he's so good. This will probably so, be his last season. Probably. But they did yeah. that. Granted, we've been saying that for years, but yep. this will but probably be his that, last season. And then... Uh, <sighs> I hate it. They got Jalen Carter in the draft. The rich keep getting richer. You should like, not that's, let them have. That's, that's what it is. And that dude's in his first ever professional snap. Oh almost God. got a sack. Like he just blitzed right through whoever. He, I don't even know whoever that guy was. First, no first, first. Plan. Yeah. That dude's a freaking monster. So I think that's huge. They also got Nolan Smith. They are the Philadelphia Bulldogs. They also got DeAndre Swift, who yeah. also was a Bulldog. Um, they've re-signed Darius Slade to two years, James Bradbury to a three-year deal. It's just um, not fair looking at their depth chart right now. I mean, and they're they're deep at running back. It's insane. Like the, like they're deep at running back. They got Rashad DeAndre Penny, Sw- who will be good for like DeAndre five Swift, Rashad Penny, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, and it then sucks. you have a quarterback who is like one of the best running backs in football. Gen- okay, but genuinely, the, like the Brandon only Graham place, is back for a year. The only place where they're not insanely great is linebacker. Yeah, like not insanely yeah. great they're, because they they but, have the best offensive line in of football because their front because their D line is so good. Running backs won't even get to the linebackers. I, I will also say, like that I don't, they're not great at running back. They're fine. I don't. They're fine. DeAndre Swift is they fine. They didn't get well, okay. I think because they got thirteen hundred yards out of Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders was great for On them last ground. season. I'm not even talking yeah. reception. Miles but Sanders I do was think, exceptional. I do think yeah. if you can do a like if you can do Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift, both injury prone guys. Yeah. But if you can do load management for those two, like if you can, if you literally can just like you're starting a game, you're starting a game, you're starting a game, you're starting a game. If you literally want to do that, they can. They can. 
And but I would just rather have Miles Sanders than I, two of them. Oh, I would oh, too. I, I think the Eagles are for rushing what the Chiefs are for passing, where it's like, hey, get a guy in there who's like capable and just yeah. plug and play. But I just, dude, but I yeah, just, I just imagine I'm going to do, I'm going to do Rashad Penny for four years. When that dude is on, he's the best running back he, ever. He is great for a game or two. Like, <laughs> so, like he will, he will be incredible I, be when he's, and like, if he can stay healthy, like, again, he's not going to because he hasn't ever. But like but I just think of something like that would be just insane. Every, every great team in this league, you know, and we're and and we'll touch on the other good team in the NFC in a minute. But like every great team has at least one weak spot. Oh uh, yeah, a linebacker and running back seem to be theirs where they're not elite. They're just they're good. They're okay. And I think I, I think they're good, I think they're good at running back. Okay at linebacker, but I think because they're so excellent, some other things that's I mean they'll, they'll make up for it, yeah. and they will. It so wouldn't I be ha- fair if they were stacked at running back. Yeah, no. Well, you have AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Bijan. We, we thought they were gonna take Bijan, and we were all like, "Oh no, we're gonna die!" Yeah, the, they're like, "No, we're just gonna take Joe Carter." And, and they're like, "Oh no, we're it, gonna die!" Yeah, I mean, it, it it was like <laughs> flip a coin. Like it's terrifying. It just depends on what side of the ball you want to be scared of. True. Yeah. So, True. Uh, that was awesome. They had uh, they had the best off season in the whole entire football oh. in the football. And the they National did, Football League, they, I think. I, I will be, I'm not that I expect there to be a fall off, but it is worth noting that, as I talked about, Shane Steichen is no longer yeah. uh, yeah. offensive coordinator over there. So we'll see what the offense looks like. I'm obviously expecting something very similar to what they did because it clearly works. Yeah. Um, I, I think really the only reason we weren't looking at Jalen Hurts for MVP is because uh, he didn't have to finish playing the regular season. Because uh, they were absolutely destroying teams, yeah. and obviously Patrick Mahomes is the best player in football, so like they got it right. But there was that moment where it was like, "Are we sure that Jalen Hurts is not the MVP?" Yeah. Uh, and, well, and, and I expect a, a similar effort um, and even more chemistry in the pass game now, which is scary. And bro, like straight up in in the Super Bowl, he had one bad play. If yeah, if he by the way, fantastic Super Bowl. I believe they, so they play on Thanksgiving. I think November twentieth. Holy crap! We got the Niners, Niner Seahawks, and Eagles. Wait, so so no so way. then is it is it is it Lions Cowboys each other? Because they they always play Thanksgiving. Oh no! Lions, I'll pull it back up. You got be we Because I 100 percent know we were it's, looking it's at Niners. It's Niners if Seahawks. It's Lions Cowboys Niners Seahawks and then freaking Super Bowl rematch. I'm Dude. not. I'm not eating turkey. My Wait, family's gonna. My family's gonna be pissed oh. that I'm in front of the TV. November twentieth, five fifteen p.m. Eagles Chiefs. Or that's not that's not Thanksgiving. Eagles Bills November twenty sixth. I, I, Thanksgiving I would, is like the twenty third. I I couldn't remember where it was okay. exactly. I just knew it was like we got, because because the Niners Seahawks is the evening game on Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's the five twenty or whatever. Yeah, we get to eat and then watch our teams destroy each other. Yeah. Either that, way, we we do get game. a prime time. Five fifteen looks like probably a Monday night. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. Is what I would guess. Awesome. I don't have an actual calendar. That's a good week of football. The, then I just see the date. Love it. Oh, and that's uh, that's uh, that is Monday Night Football. Eagles coming. Eagles coming off of a bye for that as well. Ooh, jeez. They're awesome. they're actually that's, be great that's a good game. week of football. That's baby. a long break. They play November fifth, well, and then they play November twentieth. They're winning the NFC East. They're going to demolish a whole bunch of people, and probably they're going to be in the I, NFC Championship yep, game. Yeah, and in my opinion, probably the one seed. I just we think know. that they're just have the uh, game or two more on, on yeah, the Niners. That's but, fair. I, I yes, because don't even necessarily disagree with that. So that's the case. Fourteen and three for me. Yeah, they're probably they're gonna be back in the Super Bowl. And honestly, thirteen. I'm just gonna 13, call it now because 14. we're doing predictions. 
I think they're Super Bowl champs this year. Oh, okay. That's adorbs. He got way ahead of the game. That was fine. I wasn't going to make him do that. I know. I, I, was, I was thinking about doing that like at week one. Just having fun with it. Like after week one, just be like, okay, guys, take with everybody it. play. I am riding yeah. with it. Let's win the Super Bowl. Over, and then, over and then one of us goes like, oh my gosh, you see the Lions beat the Jets? They're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I, would, I would say like right now, the Eagles would be my NFC favorite. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's move on. All right. It's our division. You're talking about the bad team. Get it done. We are going to, well, Do we okay. Here, here's, what, here's what has happened. NFC West. There, there is a ta- team that is just tanking, that has given up on life, that has shot itself in the leg before the season Congratulations begins. Congratulations on getting Caleb Williams, who is completely restarting their team. I don't think that's what they're going to do. Um, they should but trade not Kyler gonna. Murray to the Vikings, yeah. and then there, there is a what they should do and what the Cardinals <laughs> will do. The Cardinals will not do anything good, and they've already proven that by giving by after JJ Watt retired. Good for him. Um, they go ahead and give away basically everybody that can play football on their team that's not named Buda Baker. Um, or Kyler Murray. Uh, Kyler Murray's not even playing. He's yet, playing Call so of Duty. He's at home playing Call of Duty. He's not playing football. Um, he, he will start the season on the pup list, miss at least four games. Isaiah Simmons now plays for the New York Giants. Um, they got him for, as they him for a seventh rounder, bro. Yeah. They sent seventh him away for a seventh rounder. rounder. He's a He's a first round pick, two away for ago. seventh, and he's going to play linebacker again. Um, he had asked to play safety and move back in uh, the system in Arizona, and and the Giants got him. They're like, nah, he's going to play linebacker. Also, already flashed a couple times in preseason, looks stupid fast, and is ready to go. But um, they uh, they just trade away their left tackle. They uh, let go of Colt McCoy, who was supposed to be their starting quarterback. They traded for Joshua Dobbs, who is not a starting quarterback. Well, Col- um, Colt McCoy isn't either. But Colt McCoy, though, can get you through three or four games. And that was the idea. That dude can get you 250, two and one. That's yeah. all you needed it to be. Um, you know, I know he, hey, he lit up my 49ers in a loss for 300 yards last year. So, I mean, he like. Has, yeah, he, he, he handed the Seahawks a couple it, losses throughout the years. Yeah, I, I think. Up. I think it was him. I'm going to forget who else it was. The 49ers gave up the most yards to all year. Mm-hmm. Um, one of yeah, one other quarterback that hit high. But like genuinely, uh, this team is going to be absolute garbage. The over under on them is three. It's three. This is one of the worst football rosters I've seen in my life. I mm-hmm. I did not. I looked at their their roster, and I and I feel like. I look at a lot of rosters. I've seen a lot of these guys, like a lot of players play for different teams and then they come on to this team, you know, like veterans that are maybe just, Hey, I'd like to make 3 million and not a million and a half, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And so I, I was looking through that roster and I was like, out of 90 players pre-cut, I knew eight of them and I'm including Buddha and Colt in that. So I, I knew who eight of those guys were. I, I knew that most of those eight had not been starters. Mm-hmm. So this this roster's horrible. It it it's worse. It's a worse roster in my eyes than the Owen sixteen Lions, who were also horribly coached. But like it's just a bad construction. So I have nothing to say other than happy number one pick, worst team in the NFL. Uh you suck and you did it on purpose. That's it. Uh, moving on. Uh, because nobody else wait, needs wait. to give an opinion. Win total. But I I Three. said it. The, okay. 
take the under on three. I'm taking the under on three. I, I think two. it might be two. Yeah. Two and, and honestly, I just don't know who they're going to beat. Well, here's the thing. It's going to be when Kyler comes back. Here's the thing. Yeah. We we can talk about my team next. My my team is obviously the next worst team this year. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily going to even be an argument. Um, I think there is a slight chance as we're kind of like wrapping up the um the Cardinals record where they could maybe get a win is a very particular situation where something early in the season does not go well for the Rams and they decide that we're not winning football games because the only way <laughs> that the Cardinals can win games is they play the Rams twice <laughs> and the Rams give up the second and, one. and the Rams there, there is a universe and I've heard this in more than one place now where if something happens, yeah. you just are going to be like, okay, well, the only team that's competing for a worse record would be the Cardinals, and we have the chance to potentially give them two wins over us. So, so who's your backup quarterback? Right now, it's Stenson Bennett. Stetson Bennett, you're going to go get some NFL experience. Who has been throwing some of the worst interceptions I've seen in preseason football. He didn't do that in Georgia. He's also like 40 years old as a rookie. It's like like, as old give as me a break. <laughs> um, the, the Rams, yeah. obviously, uh, we're, we're not in as bad a shape as the Buccaneers, for example. Uh, as far as like we're going to hey, sell ourselves for a Super Bowl. but You got Cooper Cup. We we have we still have Matthew Stafford, we still have Cooper Cup, and we still have uh Aaron Donald. And it's like you have three really high power players, but outside of that, it is a bunch of youngins. You got Higby? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, but I mean like I mean, we okay. also have Van Jefferson. What am I going to say Van Jefferson is the highlight of our team? No, but I'm I'm just saying Higby is Higby solid. He's, he's good. Bryson Hopkins was not bad at tight end either. Um, Why don't you guys like running backs? Um, because we there's no answer to that, is there? Because Cam Akers is Cam not Akers, the guy. No, well, he also was throwing a fit yeah. about the whole thing, and it's like, come on, dude, what are you? First of all, stop fumbling the ball. There would be that, and then also maybe, run for more yards. Yeah, well, I mean, I I can't. Our offensive line was down horrendous was last year. Really I don't bad. think it's going to really be any better. Um, obviously, we've lost some guys over the years most notably after winning the super bowl with whitworth retiring so but again we're we're paying for the fact that we did go all in and we did yep. win a super bowl That's fair. and i am not complaining one bit about this but yeah out, outside of stafford cup and, and aaron donald just a lot of young guys uh i think we have probably one of the youngest rosters in the league that we're fielding outside oh. of those guys um yeah i mean apparently uh you know one of the staffers had to make a Facebook page so that Matthew. No, I, I was about. I was literally they... about to say that. Uh, you know, Stafford <laughs> being a little bit older oh, now. God. A lot of these guys coming to the league were born in the year two thousand or even later, and, and so it, it's one of those things where it's just hard to connect with with some of those guys that are coming in. We also were not very active at all in free agent signings. You had no um, money to. We didn't have the money to, which is fine. Dead yeah. money. A lot of dead money. Um, and, and honestly, again, that's fine. We we lost guys like Taylor Rapp, who was not that great anyways. He went to Buffalo. Um, we lost Nick Scott to Cincinnati. We lost Greg Gaines to Tampa Bay. 
Uh, we Troy Hill is a free agent that we did not uh, re-sign. Yeah, we had 1.7 million in in cap space as of this report here. So uh, we did actually draft a lot. We didn't draft in the first round, um, but we in those second and third days we were on the podium 14 times. So uh, just one of those things where now it's Sean McVay and it's three big guys and a lot of young players. Um, and let's just see what we can do. And to me, there's no expectation of winning. I don't think anybody has any expectation of winning. Um, I will say again, if something goes wrong um, in, in some bad universe that I don't care to think of, maybe it's a Stafford injury. Um, if one of those guys goes down, you might be trade one of the other guys and sit another guy and just lose games because I'm, I'm imagining again, I'm gaslighting myself. Mm -hmm. If the Rams could somehow keep Caleb Williams in the Los Angeles area Mm -mm. under Sean McVay, Mm -mm. that would be brilliant. It will not happen. It, It will not happen. But oh my gosh, they could be one of the teams to out tank the Cardinals if they try. I might Grant, entertain this conversation. Grant, I just want I just want to ask you a question. Okay, just about my if team. you had to make a guess as to how much dead money <laughs> the Rams are carrying. Oh gosh, like total total dead money as of right now, as of today. $128 million. <laughs> That's insane. That's literally like the entire <laughs> That's the cap. cap. Space. Yeah. Um, no, okay. I'm going to go. That's like the top. I'm going to go 47 million. 75. <laughs> and here's the funny part. I wasn't honestly that far off my 128, bro. This is what's getting me. The, you would not guess the biggest one. Todd Gurley. No. Uh, Todd Gurley not on this list. What are you talking about? He uh, was for like he was still on that for like three years after they cut him. Dude, Andrew Whitworth's only two million. Freaking Bobby is seven and a half. Yeah, that's okay. not a big Bobby one. Wagner is seven and a half. Bobby. Leonard Floyd is nineteen, but it gets worse. Jalen is nineteen six because you get the dead cap even with the trade. Mm. The worst one. We got one more big one. Allen Robinson is 21 and a half. Oh my gosh. That's a bad contract, dude. I mean, it's literally like you guys went to the Super Bowl and you're and your executives are all sitting there in office and be like, we better freaking win this one because 23 is gonna blow chunks, guys. <laughs> like we're screwed. Well, yeah. We're what, screwed. That's what we do going dude, into it. What? I know. And, and we did it. And, and I despise I despise your team. And I was like, man, oh when, when, when they gosh. traded for OBJ, you know, in the middle of the season, I'm like, Dude, I want them to lose it so bad just because this would be the worst. Just like, but yeah, oh. you guys want it. So listen, most recent Super Bowl appearance and win on the podcast. Huh? That, that's all I'm going to say. The Rams have no expectation. We at least are going to have McVay for a couple you more know years. Who number two is Super Bowl win. Well, you know, you still have to go back a little ways. Yeah. Uh, Ten years. <laughs> Jeez. I was still in high school 10 years ago, and I'm old. I'm almost 30. I was in middle school. The, I was just looking at the... So, 
So if you guys were to get Caleb Williams, let's just have fun with it, and you decided to not have Matthew Stafford be your backup quarterback, your dead cap number on him next year, $86.5 million for one season. After that, it goes down to 37 then 18 and a half. I think there's one more year on it. Nope, that's it. So you'd, you'd begin the clear after 26. Mm-hmm. That's just crazy. Now, so, again, that that's like the the Hail Mary, like, what if scenario. Oh, but dude, that's a dream. That's but, a dream dream. Because the thing is, like, we obviously are not going to be competitive. Yeah. Now, when I say not competitive, like, as is, as long as everyone stays healthy, it's probably like a seven win team in my eyes. If it stays Re- healthy. Realistically, because you still have Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is, you know, he he was dealing with some injuries last year for a little bit, but also was kind of one of those things where it's like, I don't know if I'm going to retire. I'm not really going to play a whole lot. Uh, there was just a lot of things going on with that team last year. Um, Stafford obviously being out for a majority yeah. of that. Cooper Cup going down also. Yep. For for some of that season and, was over right then. Yeah. And, and we win five games. So I'm like, yep. if those guys stay healthy, regardless of some of the other stuff that, and we didn't even have Van Jefferson for some of that time either, who, you know, isn't the best well, receiver in the world, but he's our number two. But you should, this team should be better than Carolina. Yeah. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think Car- Carolina's in a weaker division. Obviously. I, I can't much. remember exactly what I said for Carolina, but I don't think I have Carolina winning seven games. No, they're in like that five six range. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like this team should be in the six seven. Yeah, I think they're going to win seven games. Okay. So yeah. Um, and even if they if they win fewer than seven games, I'm not going to be disappointed with it. In fact, I as long as it doesn't mean that we like, because the only way to get there is somebody gets hurt and you trade either Cooper Cup or Aaron Donald mid-season before the deadline and i don't like either of those two things happening um it's not out of well, a possibility though you know what oh but what would you get for aaron donald which is the one that would in my Ooh. opinion happen is yeah. aaron donald gets shipped i think it's to, most most likely aaron donald aaron would be, donald gets shipped to a miami'd be a, like you know what? we can give up a one we can they give might. up a one and i mean yeah and then at that point it's like it, it. if you lose one of those guys and the other one's injured all bets are off you're just not winning football games. One, you wouldn't be able to if it were like a Stafford injury. And and second of all, it's like, okay, well, may as well just tank down. And and even then, it you know, in this bizarro world where the Cardinals think that they don't want to get Caleb Williams, you might not need the first overall pick technically to get Caleb Williams if the Cardinals are that bad and they're like, no, we're going to keep going with Kyler. And then they do something <laughs> stupid. So, I'm just saying they're idiots. But, no, that would be. I mean, it's fun to think about what could happen, but yeah, this. But seems, that's not happening. This seems clearly non-relevance factor when it comes to playoffs. I think we're all on that boat. We get it. Um, it's get rid of the money year, and then you guys are in the clear. You have almost no dead cap next year. I uh, literally think it's like a million dollars, and so they're just getting rid of all of one. Sacrifice the season. Move on. Still got Matt Stafford it, it's under contract the, for three yeah, more seasons. It's the so, best way to just rip off yep. the bandaid. Suck. And I mean, move forward. You still have McVay at the end of the day. It's not like you also have a bad coach. If he would have retired, if Aaron Donald would have we'll retired, see how long he stays. It'll be interesting to see. We'll see. It will, it will, we'll see. So, uh, as we talk about some better teams now. Yeah, I'm, as we're moving I'm along in the NFC West, I'm um, probably the team that had the most, or the the 
I would just give them credit for making really good decisions after whatever happened happened in their offseason. We we talked a little bit earlier about how the Seahawks lost a, a decent amount of uh you know defensive line was a little bit uh, yes. hit in in uh, free agency. It was depth, though our defensive line was well we can there was you know they, yeah. they, but it was a defensive line that without stars that was uh that had some depth to it and so it lost yes. some depth and is trying to regain um and I think did a good job of reloading. Um, they pissed me off by taking a certain wide receiver from Ohio State in the draft who yes, is sir. hurt currently. Yes, not, sir. He's hurt right now, but how long is back he already, oh, Back already? Catching okay. footballs in a cast. All right. But he should be back week one. Okay. That's what they say. So he should be back week one, probably full strength after a month or so. Um, we know how those things go. But like, I, did, I hated that they got him um, because I was real excited knowing where the receiver situation was at on that team. Because I have been watching Tyler Lockett for a really long time, and I know that he's on the way down. Um, also, the most consistent wide receiver outside of Mike Evans. He's in very the he's very consistent, but I he's slowing up quite a bit. And so I was like, man, maybe the Seahawks just don't know, but they knew. Um, no, they did have a re- pretty John good. John Snyder off-season. is one of the best GMs in the game. I I'm not going to disagree with that. I'm really waiting for Pete Carroll's Alzheimer's to kick in. That would help out a lot. Um, for us 49er fans, but uh, that dude just keeps ticking. Also, you so, want you want to talk about you know quarterback number three. I, I, I was gonna say room? coach and quarterback when they split up. Everybody was like Pete Carroll's gonna fall off and hey, run, I was, run. I was you said upset. we will see. You said we will see. I was upset though. Yeah. I was like you're gonna like the words I said was you're gonna take a bet on a 75 year old coach over a 30 year old no no like quarterback. I, I I was in the same thing. I was like how are you taking coach over Russ in this case because at that point I was still pretty high on Russ um, but it, it, everyone was one of those things where it's like hey man like he's yeah. done it at all levels before and after Russ now at this point um, so it's kind I, of I, person, I didn't say it much because I figured you guys would just say just bias but he should, definitely should have been a conversation with coach of the year last year for what he did with that team I, so I, I would have heard it. I think there were too many good candidates. Oh, last there was, year. there was, and so I knew it wasn't gonna happen. Um, but I was saying, like what he did as like he coached his butt know, off yeah. last year. No, yeah. Gino took it away with that comeback from sucking thing. I mean, the comeback from suck award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was. Uh, yeah, I mean, he just stole it from him. He stole all the thunder. <laughs> uh, no, this this team though comes back after making the playoffs and getting wiped by the 49ers. Um, and uh, genuinely though, Gino played his butt off last year. Had a good, had a re- great season. Absolutely great season. Uh, DK has clearly solidified himself as number one. Um, but you guys did a heck of a job in the draft. Like, I, I, I think the best to come away with the best cornerback in the draft, or at least one A, one B, like we had said before. Yeah. Best wide receiver in the draft, right there. Like that's automatically like you came in with two of the best players in premier positions in this league, especially a pass heavy league now. Like you need wide receivers and you need people to defend those wide receivers. Yeah. And you say that and you pair that wide receiving that for one, you just give so much depth to that wide receiver room where you had no, like you had Lockett and you had Metcalf and you had no one else. Two teams did amazing jobs in the first round with getting the two players. I think Houston pulled off yep. basically an all timer um, yep. in what they did, getting Stroud um, and Anderson in, in the early in the first round. And then I think the, the Seahawks who just, 
had some stuff happen the right way for them. I did not think Jaybird was going to fall to 20. Yeah, I mean, that that was pretty awesome and uh, in, in terms of how it lined up for them. But they, just making quality picks in, in areas where you needed, uh, one, a depth pick, but two, solidify the other side of your defense. That was, it was really smart. Just making the right pick at the right time. So yep. that, they are set up really well right now. Uh, they are not going to have quite as difficult a schedule as the 49ers are, obviously are. Um, but still, strength of schedule is a concern when you're in this division. You I'm, travel farther than every other and team. I think this year we actually are the ones that travel the most this year. And I'm pretty the, sure it's us. And this is the uh, in the NFC's in the nine away games this year. Um, and so our teams are are traveling the most. I think what what it's really going to come down to in terms of success for this team as opposed to others um, is they've still uh, they they did load up at running back pulling uh charbonnet uh I, alongside kenneth walker great pick also another great pick because now you've got a 1a 1b scenario it looks like um but i think they've got to uh they, that offensive line has got to provide time for geno continue to and they've also just got to clear paths even a little bit more so for that run game i mm-hmm. think the the development of the offensive line is going to be the key thing because now you've got the pieces. Yeah, you uh, got, for the most you got part, Charles Cross, left tackle, Abraham Lucas, yep. right tackle. You draft. You don't have to draft a tackle for the next five five years. But it's it's the yeah, and it's the middle. And they it's, they, it's they the short middle. up they short up at center with Evan Brown from Detroit. Yep. Uh, he was one of the high, he he did like he was guard center played his best at center. Mike admitted Damian that Lee. was a loss for the Lions. Yep, yep. And so that was great. Damian Lewis is a great guard. The weak spot is is the left guard and Phil Haynes is who he who we have signed and haven't signed really anybody else of prominence there. I think we signed a couple of guys, hopefully that we hope can contribute. But right now I think Phil Haynes is our starter. He's okay. He's definitely our weakest spot in the interior right there. Um, I believe he plays left. I think we, they honestly, Damian Lewis, our other guard, he does both. He does. He's played the three middle positions. Well, so they, they'll do whatever, but so he's the weakest of those lines. Just continuing to develop though. I think that up the middle run game, um, you know, that's, that's going to need to, to get strengthened and, and it, that unit may tighten up and and see that happen, especially when you got two young guys that you can literally just throw fifteen carries at each. Yep. Um, and that should help out Gino. I uh, looking on the other side of the ball. I mean, you have a defensive line that's completely reformed. So just seeing how well they come together as a unit. Yep. And then I I would assume that your concern would be that while Bobby Wagner is still going to be a great run-stopping linebacker, mm-hmm. that that's what he is. Because I think at this yeah. point, we know in Bobby's career, uh, he cannot keep up with a running back coming at him making a juke. And, no. And in terms of coverage... I mean, honestly, Jameson probably honestly even knows better than I do because I, didn't, I, didn't, yeah. I only watched him in like the two games. So I, I don't even know where he's at. I knew that he was... I mean, that's the first thing that goes with you know linebackers is, is, the, is the speed and especially yeah. the coverage. Those are the first stuff that goes. What is, um, is he thirty five? I don't think no. He was drafted the same same year as Russ, and Russ is going to be thirty three. So, okay, so he's thirty three, thirty four, somewhere around there, somewhere in there. Um, but like his side to side, you know, looking at the the teams he's competing with, he's uh, thirty three. Okay, he's thirty three, going to be thirty four. So, uh, well, he just turned thirty three. He has oh, okay. a, June, a, a late now. June birthday. So, I mean, you know, knowing, I mean, he's going to have to see Christian McCaffrey twice. Um, that's a brutal mismatch for him. 
Um, you know, and, and just if you were to look through the schedule, obviously you're going to see young, shifty running backs. That's what the built, league is built on. And so that that's a little bit of a concern, um, not yeah. to just label one guy, but the, yeah, the unit's going to have yeah. to... They they Managed did they that. did some different things there. They're expecting Jordan Bo- Jordan Brooks to come back yep. towards ACL like week twelve or thirteen. I don't remember. So he's probably out early season. Yeah, he'll right? probably be in is October. On, is he pup right now? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. So he's so he's so he's there. Um. But they all, they brought in Devin Bush, who since his ACL injury is not the same, but he is still fast. And so I think that there is some intentionality there to bring in some speed. Um. He's not a, the best yeah. tackler, but hopefully if you can get a great tackler and with some speed there, hopefully that'll help. Um, I do like this linebacker group better this year than last year. Obviously, just bringing back Bobby Jamal and the run. Adams. And Jamal Adams. And your other linebacker. linebacker. Yeah, linebacker. Our linebacker. linebacker core is crazy. We got Bobby and Jamal. That um, <laughs> Jamal Adams trying to cover people. Um, oh, gosh. But um, that run defense last year was terrible. And it definitely missed someone like Bobby who just understands what's going on. Like one of the best just field generals in the game. Like yeah. still one of yeah, the best, yeah, yeah. one of Absolutely. the best defensive minds. He's um, going to be, a t- he will probably be at worst a top seven tackler. Oh yeah. At Easy. worst. Easy. Um, so that'll happen. Obviously the joke is, you, you know, Jamal, Jamal Adams is back. He's been activated from the pup list. Um, I do still expect him to contribute. Like the dude still is a good football player. Just you. And I think they know how to use him better now. Um, so I think you got that Quandre Diggs Don't is a freaking let him stuck. out there during pass plays. Yeah. <laughs> that'll probably yeah. help. But um, but you got Quandre Diggs, who's a freaking stud. This is our goal line safety. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I did not realize that you guys. I mean, I know your your rush defense was bad, but you guys allowed almost one fifty two a game. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, thirtieth overall. Yeah, it was terrible. So that will be better. Our 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 pass defense will be much better as well. You got Tariq Woolen in there. You got Devin Witherspoon. You got Trey Brown, who's someone that if you're a Seahawks fan, you know who he is. You got Mike Jackson in there. Like you got some, like that secondary is really, really deep. And I'm really excited about that. You got Julian Love that you brought in from the Giants last year. Uh, safety as well, I think, to kind of be a tandem with Jamal Adams. I just, I just don't know how they're going to use Jamal Adams. He hasn't played in the preseason. Um, I, I, I mean, he's best in the box. That's where he's the best. And that's where he's the most disruptive. Well, I mean, it, 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 in, certain, in a lot of situations, you know, you're seeing this in the NFL, it wouldn't be a surprise the Seahawks do it, is they're going to the three-safety format, um, you know, and, and when you're able to play zone, mm-hmm. and um, and you're going truly with like a, a 3-3 three, three, um, in terms of three safeties, three corners, single linebacker, mm-hmm. you know, four, four defensive yeah. linemen, and that there's a lot of zones getting played in that. Um, I don't think that that's what Bobby's going to do well in, but like we'll when see. they, I don't know. Yeah. When they throw out other linebackers, I it would not shock me to see some of that stuff shifting around a little bit um, with the hybrid type player that he is. And the fact that you guys are going to use them. Yeah. So, I, I think, I think this, this is a defense that we got more athletes than we did last year. Like we've just got dudes that can just get to the ball a lot better than last year. Um, Draymond Jones, we signed from the Broncos. It's like the most money we've spent in free agency on a player. I think ever actually in the John Snyder era, we spent a lot of money on Draymond Jones from the Broncos yep. uh, to show up that D line. I'm a big fan of what they did in the off season. I think they had uh, honestly one of the best off seasons. They did some great stuff. I'm excited for them. I think they're going to, they're going to be a big threat in the playoffs. I think they're the third best team in the NFC. That roster is really has a lot of depth to it. Now 
that it did not have last you year. You just made me think when you said that out loud. So we're uh, basically we're saying they're better than the Cowboys. I would take them. I would, I would disagree. I think the Cowboys have still a better defense. Um, right. I like our, yeah, our secondary right now defense. Yeah. I our sec. I like our secondary way uh, more than I theirs. Think, I think I the Cowboys is that. top three defense, and I think they have a guy who's probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year again. He didn't win it last year. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, no, I, I, yeah, I think that could be a one A one B scenario. I think that, but I do think those are your top four. I think the Cowboys, mm-hmm. the Seahawks, as much as those, both of those pain me to say them out loud. The Eagles, the 49ers, those are your top four. So, I, I definitely see them in the eleven and six conversation. I think that that makes a lot of sense. You know what I'm gonna um, say? I think the Lions are the fourth team. Oh. Bro, get Come out of on. here. Get out of Come here. On. We have so much more Come depth. On. Uh, Don't care. <laughs> say whatever you want, bro. I, hey, nobody's arguing though that the Lions aren't a playoff team. I don't know. I'm Wait, we're, that. hold on, guys. You were running past the Vikings. Me? We're, if you're saying they're the third best team in the yes. NFC, we're omitting the Vikings. Yes. I am disagreeing with that. Uh, I am. I like our running backs more. I am, and only because, like... Primetime Kirk, hey. where are you at? Listen, you lost to the Giants last year, and your team was better. I think. I'm. I'm just saying that we're we're already this group without you sitting in here earlier said that the Vikings were probably going to be in that 13 win thing again. Maybe so, I don't agree with you. The Seahawks are at 11 wins, but okay. also I think the Seahawks are going to get 11 wins. I think. I think. I think they might get 12. I think. I think they get 11 wins. I think 12 is a stinking ceiling, and that might be a nice high ceiling. I think, but, I think they get 11 wins. Yeah. I, like the, I like the Lions more than I like the Seahawks, but I, I'm not, I, can't, I can't put the Seahawks in top four until I see the playoff matchups because it is a very matchup-dependent thing for me. Oh, sure. But I, I would rather take the Lions over the Seahawks. I would not. But no. I, lo- I love the Lions. I just I I just want to make the playoffs. I just freaking want them in. So the Lions in? Yeah. I yeah. Want, I want oh yeah. So I, I, love, but, I love the Lions yeah. to be in. Um, I mean, if the if the two like teams, I think look, look, if the two I think teams the, played each other, I think the Seahawks win. But I'm like I'm trying to like think of matchups. Yeah. I'm like I I think I would I just, rather have the Lions get there. I like the. the I thing just is, can't pick them with the that defense is like it was so bad, bro. Like the Lions defense was so bad. That that defense is much better than the Lions defense. Yeah. And, but I also think the also we Cowboys get defense back. is better we than get, the Seahawks defense. I agree. I I do. Yes, because of Micah, I agree with that. Yeah. Maybe Micah, yeah, because of Micah, I agree with that. But I, I don't. I don't hate hate that. I just think. But that I just we have, think complete. Like they they our, have both our sides defense, of the ball are not bad at all. Like their yeah. defense is younger. Yeah. But it's I mean, not bad. I I also not not that I am a Geno hater, but I want to see it again. That's fair. I mean, there's there. That's a conversation. Right, now, now you have okay. Now teams are gonna be like, yeah. okay, I'm preparing for Geno Smith. Cool. Yeah, he I was mean, named the starter. Like, it, it's fair. Early, I mean, but like, yeah, but now the tapes there. Uh, now the tapes. Again, there. I'm not saying he can't do it, but it is very unprecedented for somebody to not be a starter for years and years and years and years and get punched by his teammates in the face, and all of a sudden now, <laughs> yeah. and now come and be like, okay, that's now fair. I'm a now I'm a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Well, that's uh, fair. I'm yeah. not saying he can't do it, but I'm yeah. not super excited on it. It is. No, it. it yep. The, and I, I, if that's that. the case, that and, and I think, I, I personally baby. think, 
if they had a better <laughs> quarterback last in? year, it would have been different. He remember when we did the preview and he was all in on Drew Lock. I well, I was like, I because was I was like, in. no, no, because we had Geno Smith, who we all knew had this track record of being terrible. I'm like, at least this is Drew Lock. Exactly guy is, why I want to see it again. Which is why this Drew Lock guy is young. Maybe it was he can funny. Be I, as he was. I've seen more out of Jared Goff than I've seen out of Geno Smith. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, if you're asking me tomorrow, I'm taking Jared Goff. I'm just saying. Like still He's younger. right now. Yeah. I, I Comparable stats. Right hey, go ahead and so, put Jared Goff in that offense and I'm taking him. All right. But you're not. Exactly. So I'm but, taking the Lions. Yes. Okay. Wait, wait, sorry. I said put Jared Goff in your offense and I'm taking them in the top four. Oh, but, he, oh, but he's saying, saying better saying. quarterback. Yeah, but Jared, better quarterback. but Jared Goff's not there, and I just can't see Geno Smith. Pete Carroll's a better coach in a, a top four. Pete Carroll's position. been there. Yeah, yeah. No, no, nobody's disagreeing with those things. We're just we're but we're so looking at the I'm two saying. quarterbacks. I think, I think going that, right I, I'm Jared. just saying, like they will win eleven games. Yeah. I think you'd feel I, more certain. I I said in one of the other episodes before we even started previewing <laughs> that they could sneakily win the division, and I believe that. Yeah. Okay. That's that's fair. All right. I get to have my fun for the next couple minutes. I'm really excited to talk about my team. Boring. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. Um, definitely one of the bigger conversations of uh, <clears throat> of preseason, uh, or not just the biggest conversation preseason, has been the 49ers quarterback situation. What just happened this last week with Trey Lance. Uh, See the stuff that Jimmy Garoppolo said? Yeah. yeah. Or, or didn't there say? There some weird things going on over there. Yeah, there was some real weird things going on over there. you sitting on the bench with freaking leg wrapped, you jerk. Um, anyway, the no, the 49ers uh, this last week uh, went ahead and traded Trey Lance um, as he'd moved down the depth chart from uh, being a, the starter uh, last year all the way to uh, third and uh, being overcome by Mr. Relevant himself, uh, Brock Purdy, who helped the 49ers win 10 games in a row last year in the regular season. Uh, this team won 13 games, made it to the NFC Championship, where they famously saw two quarterbacks die, uh, literally die on the field. And it was so bad that they had to institute the third quarterback emergency rule in the offseason uh, so the teams can carry a third quarterback on Sundays that will not count against their top fifty three. Thank God. You know my conspiracy theory? No, I don't I don't know. Tom Brady's gonna be that is that, is that what it is? Let's Tom, go. Tom Brady. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Tom Rivers. Tom Brady and Philip folks. Yeah, Who Tom is? Brady and Philip Rivers are available. Like they just write a T B Legit. I mean, I'm sure you saw the stories. Like, oh yeah, Phil, Phil Rivers. Rivers. It was going to play quarterback that, for the 49ers. Now, and then, and then, what's funny is Jimmy said the week after. The week after, Jimmy goes, "No, I was playing in the Super Bowl. If we went, that was the plan the whole time." And but then, but Shanahan said out loud, "No, we were. We'd talked about Philip coming in. If we needed a guy, we'd talk to him during the season." As, as a fan, would you rather have? Yeah, I was, would you rather have? If you made the Super Bowl, I'd rather have Jimmy. If, if, if for one game, would you rather have went with Jimmy and lost, or went with Philip Rivers and lost? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. The if narrative losing, is ju- the narrative to me is juicier if you play Jimmy G again and lose again. Uh, 
I, I would have been, I mean, I still would have wanted Jimmy in there either it, way. I mean, it would have made more sense. Better. I, but well, Jimmy just knows the offense, so I would have rather had him. To I me, mean, it's also very telling but only that if, they would have even had that film. If Jimmy's not at 90, 95%, I wouldn't have wanted him. So, but yeah, the fact that he was having the conversation does say a lot. Anyway, we need to get into the preview. Um, the, <laughs> the, uh, but Trey Lance is gone, so Brock Purdy's got the job. Sam Darnold signed a one-year deal to be the backup quarterback for the 49ers. Um, Javon Hargrave, those was this big, this team's biggest addition in the off season, signed a four year, $80 million deal to come over and sack the quarterback from the defensive tackle position. Um, he is everything is advertised as 49er fan. Just looking at, uh, what he is and what he does. Uh, the Niners are as of this recording, uh, yet to sign Nick Bosa, but we talked about earlier in the episode Niners and, and, uh, Bosa's people are talking He's been training in Florida, says he's ready to go day one. Everybody on both sides expects this deal to get done uh, by the end of this week. Uh, we're It's Tuesday night right now, so we're um, looking to see that done here by the end of the week. The, uh, the 49ers are a team that is able to reload um, after an incredible trade last year to acquire Christian McCaffrey, uh, which did spark that massive run. Uh, that the Niners went on to win the NFC West last year. Um, they, they they don't lack depth uh, behind him. Elijah Mitchell comes back as the number two, uh, who's previously been the team starter. Uh, through the preseason, though, neither CMC or Elijah Mitchell's yet to run the ball. Uh, Jordan Mason and, and uh, third-round draft pick last year, Tyson Davis-Price, have been uh, basically getting every carry. Uh, they just let go of their fifth running back, who I, I say the guy's name, Cobran or something like that, um, who uh, had taken a few snaps. But that's a team that's just reloading at what they're really good at, and uh, just running the ball. Um, they just got bodies stacked. Any of those four guys could genuinely carry fifteen to twenty times and uh, and hit the hundred yard plus marker uh, just because of the way this offense runs. That uh, the starting five on the offensive line. Both future Hall of Famer Trent Williams on the left side. Um, they, Aaron Banks, who's now in his third year, was a second-round draft pick out of Notre Dame. He's going to be starting at left guard. Uh, the 49ers' weakness is definitely the center position. Uh, they've been unable to kind of shore that up. Jake Brendel was the number 26 center in the league last year. He's coming back to take that job uh, in his, uh, for the second time. Uh, Shanahan feels a lot more comfortable with him in that position. He feels a lot more comfortable, and he certainly did play better once Brock Purdy took over, um, and he had consistency at the quarterback position. I was working with the same guy every week, so that did it did improve. But at that, I think when he took over, he was already like the thirty eighth ranked, even though he was a starter the whole season. So it did move up in the rankings, but still, it's a weakness. Uh, there you got Spence Burford at uh, the right guard position who's in his second year and then the biggest loss uh, for this team uh, was the right tackle position uh, that we highlighted in the AFC preview uh, Mike McGlinky went to the Denver Broncos on day one of free agency signed a four year like what was it 72 million dollars I think it was 17 or 18 million a year mm-hmm. um, deal uh, with the Broncos McGlinky has had up and down seasons for the 49ers in his five years there and uh, was not expected to be retained because of the dollar amount they got spent. Uh, replacing McGlinky is uh, Colton McKivitz, who's been on the squad for a little bit. 
I genuinely though, like if the the 49ers have a weakness on the whole squad, it's this unit, not because necessarily the starting five, but they don't have jack squat for backups. Uh, watch the the uh, cut down happen today, and as a fan, just gotta be straight honest. Uh, we suck. And, I mean, there is no sixth lineman that you want on this team. There isn't. So, I as a as a fan, I am super hoping over the next like eight nine days somebody becomes available, and uh, the Forty ers with their slew of draft picks they have next year. Um, and knowing where they're at right now in a win now mode, hopefully uh, we'll toss out a, a third, fourth, fifth, whatever they need to do to solidify that offensive line because it's it's not good mm-hmm. uh, in terms of depth. Niners boast an incredible array of weapons on that offense. Already mentioned CMC and Elijah Mitchell. Uh, of course, George Kittle returns to highlight the group of tight ends. Um, the uh, top three receivers. Uh, remain unchanged uh, from last year's team. Uh, Debo put out some bad tape, though, and uh, it genuinely came back with a vengeance. He's a little lighter this year. Uh, He's lost about eight pounds off of the frame that he had last year. Also, he had held out for his contract for quite a while and into camp, and uh, he just said, you know, I I was in great shape, but I wasn't in football shape. And he recognized he needed to get a little leaner, get a little faster, and he definitely looks the part so far. Yeah, I can't tell you how many how many 49er fans I clowned on when I showed them the stats of Debo Samuel last year. And I was like, say whatever you guys want. It wasn't great. He he was not that good. He was not that good. He had 700 total yards and like two touchdowns last year. Dude that did, did take a step forward was definitely Brandon. Ayuk, who is a guy and I super excited about him. I'm he's, he looks fantastic. His first catch of the year dragged guys down to the goal line. It was awesome. Um, has not hardly seen any preseason action as the 49ers did not play a lot of starters, especially uh, weapons in the preseason, but looks good. Uh, Juwan Jennings returns uh, again for the Niners. He was a restricted free agent this last year. He's a third down specialist. Uh, Jameson knows him well uh, because he's destroyed the Rams uh, more than once in the mm-hmm. past couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, helped the Niners make the playoffs. The year that you guys won the Super Bowl, give you that one. Yeah, uh, but he was hey, that guy we, that caught the pass from Jimmy. We we got revenge. Yeah, it's fine. That. It was fine. You, you're you're not sour about it. But uh, I one cool prospect that was unexpected for the 49ers. Uh, they came out of the draft with this guy named Ronnie Bell. I know you guys don't know who that is yet, uh, but he just made the squad today. And uh, wait until you see this murderer that plays wide receiver who looks somewhere between Debo and Brandon Ayuk in terms of how he plays. Because, dude, all he did was catch the ball and then beat people up. He plays like Debo. He blocks like Ayuk. Um, like that. He definitely has some weird hands issues. Uh, deflected two passes and ended up being interceptions in the preseason, like just trying to, trying to catch and run. And so, you know, just rookie stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he may factor into the return game as Ray Ray McLeod uh, who did a fantastic job, uh, was top three in almost all return categories last year. Um, and the Niners went from, no joke, being 29th ranked the year before in uh, uh, in return yards and net to uh, top five in both punt and kick returns. Um, and that's just Ray Ray, period. That's why the 49ers paid him uh, an above-average salary for a wide receiver of his caliber was just the way he contributes in special teams. On uh, the defensive side of the ball, 
Um, we we all understand uh, here on this podcast um, that uh, Nick Bosa on the field means the 49ers win games, um, period. But the Niners literally don't have a weak spot on their defense. There is no unit that is bad. There is no unit that needs depth. Uh, 49ers are going to come in with 10 defensive linemen. Uh, they're one of the teams that that does that. They usually go with five receivers uh, a lot of the time so they can carry the extra defensive linemen. This year, though, um, they which they'll end up doing that here pretty soon with another IR slot, but uh, they're, they're carrying six linebackers. Uh, they had two rookie linebackers make the roster, were able to let go of one of their special teams guys because of that. So that uh, linebacker depth has been a little bit of a question. Uh, they did lose Al Shair to the Titans in the offseason. He's going to be a starter for them. Uh, he was the Niners' third linebacker. And um, th- th- so they brought in these rookies. And they've got a couple of guys that have been more special teams contributors. Uh, Demetrius Flanagan Fowles uh, started a couple games last year uh, when Greenlaw was out. But um, likely uh, those rookies will actually factor in a little bit to games because of Al being out. Um, uh, though right now Flanagan Foles is uh, supposed to be that third linebacker uh, that fills that slot or Oren Burks. But uh, outside of that, Niners signed Isaiah Oliver to come be a slot corner. And then uh, Ambry Thomas, uh, who had had a really bad year last year, uh, decided to come back and take an outside corner spot. So they've actually moved to, uh, Ron Demandre Lenore uh, into the slot corner spot. Um, and they're going to have Ambry Thomas, Sarvarius Ward on the outside. And then on the back end of things, uh, there's this guy who's a guy. Um, Hufanga is absolutely electric, playing strong safety. Uh, he will, again, uh, lead that unit. Uh, though, I mean, Deshaun Gibson last year, uh, I think, had seven interceptions uh, playing free safety. No. And it's like, I'm just saying... The no, dude, he, the dude, all of a sudden, like resurrected himself. Tariq Woolen led the league with six. So. so was it okay? So it was it five? He was tied with someone, so it could have been, could have been him. He was tied with, but okay. But they no, it was uh, hey, it was awesome to watch him last year. He had seven takeaways. There you Thank go. you. Sorry. Um. Yeah, it was five Put and two. Respect on my boy. It's five and two. <laughs> That's my bad. Um. He had, he had five interceptions, and two fumble recoveries. But uh, those two guys will lead a, a solid unit. Again, you know, this team, and we said this about every team, everybody's got a weakness. Um, the, the, you know, this team probably has two. Um, the offensive line depth, as I noted earlier, it's terrifying uh, to 49er fans. I'm not concerned about Brock Purdy at the helm. Uh, man, we only got to see him for, uh, I think it's four, three series in preseason. All he did was march the team down the field. All three. It'll of be them. interesting to see how teams are if they're able to now, if they can, like game plan them. Like, I mean, I think it's kind of like they they didn't they no one prepared for this guy. Well, and I I think the funny thing was is like I heard one uh one talking head say this like okay, but what's his shtick? Like you, if you're talking about game planning for a guy, you can game plan for a runner. You yeah. can game plan for a pocket passer. You can game plan. But what is his thing? He's running Shanahan's system. That's his thing. Yeah. I mean, my concern and really my only concern with the Niners is quarterback. Because again, um, to kind of a different extent, I... Then you haven't seen the other offensive line people play because they're I, terrible. I want to see it again. 
I just want to see it. Yeah. I want to see it again. Totally get it. Mr. Irrelevant coming off of Tommy John. I want to see it again. Because yep. if he doesn't do it, it's not Sam Darnold. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's just not Sam Darnold. Yeah. I've seen enough Sam Darnold. I don't care <laughs> if it's Shanahan's offense. It's not <laughs> Sam Darnold is not taking that team to an NFC championship game or at least past an NFC championship yeah. game. That's I think fair. the team can carry itself to an NFC championship game. Yeah. But if Jimmy G's not getting past it, Sam Darnold's not getting past it. I promise you that. Yeah. So it's I need to That's see fair. it again from Brock Purdy. I think he has the mindset. I think he has some of the skill. I just need to see it again. If it wasn't for the Tommy John, I would probably be a little bit more like a little, little more gung ho about it. But I just see. I mean, it's not a full. It's not. It wasn't a full. It wasn't a full. Okay. So yeah, I get it. It wasn't a full. He yeah. had his throwing elbow <laughs> surgically repaired. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, at from, the from, end. From, at the end of the postseason. Like for for me. Yeah. I do think that's a big thing, but for me, it's just like no one had, like no one knew who he was. Like he's the seventh, sure, the last pick in the draft. Yeah. People were like, he "This guy's going to play." He was, yeah. Shanahan yeah. probably and, didn't, and didn't know much for, of who he was. Really, like no uh, one did. Unfortunately, this is just kind of a thing with Shanahan's teams. Yep. Going back to RG three, not 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 arguing at all on that one. His quarterbacks like, just get destroyed. It they they have. They have, and 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 again, my concern isn't Brock. It's genuinely the offensive line just keeping them up. And if those guys start getting hurt, that makes me worry. Um, yeah. You know, because I, I just I know we obviously he's not fragile, but he suffered an unfortunate injury um, in a kind of a freak way. But it was because um, pressured. It, it was because of the pressure yeah. coming off the right side, which I don't think that the Niners necessarily got better with Colton McKivitz as opposed to Mike McGlinky. I don't I I don't see how that's better. Um, McKivitz is very unproven. He's been steady so far. Nobody's saying his name, which probably means you're doing a good job when it comes to being an offensive lineman. If nobody's talking about you, well, that's probably good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely have that concern. I would say the other concern is that they let Robbie Gould go because they want to pay him $5 million a year. And Jake Moody went and missed two out of his first five kicks in the preseason. Not great. And that wasn't great. Um, and one of those was a gimme. Um, so it definitely has made some of the 49er fans pretty nervous. And, uh, but overall this team is, uh, in my, in my mind is headed back towards the 13 win marker. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. but they have a tough schedule guys. And so hear me that, you know, I don't want to set like a low floor for a team, but e- this is a team that throughout the course of the year could lose six games because the schedule sucks. I mean, and it they, just sucks. The They're gonna have to travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, I mean, the Niners have a really nice stretch early where they don't have to leave the state for a month uh, because of the because of playing the Rams early in L.A. Um, and then they have this weird thing where they have three home games, which is just odd. Huh. Um, but uh, I, yeah, genuinely a little concerned um, that uh, as the season goes on in the, the middle towards the end, they do have a lot of away games and a lot of distance to travel. So not in love with that. I mean, going to Cleveland and then going up to um, Minnesota the week after, it's not super fun 
um, you know, and could be a loss on there. Yeah, they they've got some weird turnarounds. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and luckily the the Minnesota game's Monday Night Football, but um, oh, never mind. So. Yeah. That one's the win. <laughs> one. So no, I but I'm just saying, like, I, I don't want to lay out a low floor and and just try and sound like oh it'll be okay if we lose as many games or it might happen, but it's a tough schedule. It really is. So yeah. I, I still think this is the best team in the NFC West overall. I think that's pretty obvious from a roster standpoint. It's just can Brock live through the year of what will we see out of him and, and mm-hmm. can that offensive line keep him up? Yeah. Um I'm I'm thinking thirteen wins. I would be shocked if they don't hit twelve. Personally. I will be surprised if they don't hit twelve. But you know, it could happen. But that schedule is uh, brutal. You know, the schedule and uh, again as much as we it, it can't be avoided. Like Christian McCaffrey, can he stay healthy? Can Nikki Bosa stay healthy? Can uh, basically pick your poison with 49ers players? Because I feel like when the Niners are bad, it's because something like that happens. It's not because of a lack of scheme or a lack of talent. So hopefully we can flip the coin and have back-to-back seasons for them like that. Um, But that's really my only question mark with them. I think them and the Eagles are clearly the two most dominant teams in the NFC. Um, And yeah, 13 wins just feels right. Well. The, I mean, I we've picked it out here, but I'm just gonna say it uh, one time out loud. I mean, those are all four divisions for the NFC. Um, I've got the Eagles, the 49ers, I have the Seahawks, the Cowboys. Um, I'm taking uh, the Vikings, the Lions, and I, I gotta take somebody. So I guess I'm taking the Saints. So, you have to because they're gonna. Yep, I'm just saying. Like, if we could eliminate the NFC South, however, and just take seven teams, I'd I'd really like to pick somebody else. But those are my seven uh, going in, and uh, like I said, I'll I'll talk Super Bowl and whatnot uh, probably after Week One, and just uh, kind of have an overreact. On yeah. That. But so yeah, I'll go. I guess so. Yeah, I'll take the Eagles. I'll take the Niners. I'll take the Seahawks. I'll take the Rams. I'll take. Sorry, not the Rams. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Contrary it, to everything. It's late. It's late. Um, Eagles, Eagles Niners, Niners, Seahawks, Seahawks Vikings, Vikings, Lions, Vikings. Saints, Cowboys. Same. Yeah, so I think yeah. that's the same as you. Took the same. Yeah. Um, for me, Cowboys, Eagles, Niners, Seahawks, Lions, uh, Vikings. Yeah, so I think it's the same. We, yeah, we all took the same. I mean, that it's really much does feel clear, like the top seven. It's much clearer the, picture, I the, think, in the NFC than in the AFC. The only thing I see shocking us here is is the Giants figuring it out. And I and at this point, that's not a shock. No. So, I mean, you know, we could have the Lions on the outside looking in, and that's basically the exact same playoff yeah. picture as I last mean, year. Really, the only problem with, with the, Other than, the, the yeah. Giants also getting in Bucks. is... I feel like the Giants get in and the Cowboys and the Eagles are still there, which means you have to take away either the Seahawks or the Vikings from I mean, the NFC. Yeah, and and we're all projecting this out with any room. injuries here too. So yeah, I mean let's we're we're gonna see where the chips fall. I mean as far yeah, as Kirk injuries. Cousins may get injured and then that team's terrible. Yeah, and we're we're just saying yeah. this is what it looks like on paper. This yeah. is according to rosters and coaches. This is what should happen. This is what yeah. should happen. Is something like this ish. I, you know, what's been awesome about doing these previews is that, you know, guys, we're not 
we're not in a, a huge a pile of disagreement here. Nobody's really throwing stuff. We're not on complete opposite ends. Everything's really realistic. That's what you love about this time of year. Anything can happen. And I'm so excited. I don't sound like it right now because we've been talking. I don't even want to talk for how long or tell you for how long, but um, you know, genuinely cannot wait for next Thursday night. We're going to watch the Jets and the Lions on Thursday night football. Let's go. Um, and I'm Who knew excited that would for be that. the thing that a year ago, man, I'm excited to watch the Jets job. and the Lions. Good job, NFL. Like, I'm ready for a shootout and for some fantasy points. The and teams are good. They've marketed go. them well with hard knocks over the past couple of years. What a, Yo, what a good way to start. Oh, that's true. Those are the hard knocks teams from last year's. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe hard knocks is starting to think. Maybe if you do it, you suck that year. But you get better, I, or you I, get better that I year. Then you're, you're, you, I will say, I'm a, I'm a sucker because I I also watched that Netflix scoreback series as we were talking about earlier, yeah. and it it made me more of a fan of guys like Kirk Cousins. Not that I had anything against Kirk Cousins, but I'm like, hey man, I'm I'm rooting for you. Yeah, I know you're gonna crumble in prime time, but I'm rooting for you. And he really is a stupidly nice guy. He is him and Mariota both stupidly nice guys. Yeah. And then they just put Patrick Mahomes in there to be like, but here's like what a quarterback is like. <laughs> Well, we're certain that we're right about everything that we just said. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, we are, we're all certain that um, we, we, we genuinely have no idea. But we're going to have a wrong, really good time. We have the power to remove these episodes from the internet. Yeah. So that's always We just good. will. Uh, but no, we, we're going to have genuinely a great time watching how it shapes up going into week one. Um, and we will start talking about fantasy stuff. We're going to tell you what happened with week one of the guillotine, um, oh, yeah. you know, and keep updated on fantasy stuff. Um, you, uh, good luck on your drafts next week. And, uh, and just one tiny little tidbit for that. And nobody needs to say anything else, but genuinely, if you take Bajon Robinson in the top 10 of a standard format, like I will, I will hate you for all the time. Don't do it. Just don't stink and do it. He's not a top ten guy. I leave it on the outside. He's a rookie. And if you're doing a guillotine league, do not take that guy at all. Just please listen to me on that one. I know I'm right. Um, this is not a Christian Kirk thing. I am right. So <laughs> anyway, uh, no, have fun with your drafts, and uh, we'll see you guys right after week one. 